business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Shaheen and Boxman and we are the Persian and the Jew join us live every Wednesday night 9 30 p.m. Eastern time on Mixler.com slash THT podcast and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes THT network and THT podcast the one and only hot tag podcast bringing you the latest in wrestling news and our weekly bullshit that you don't want to miss join us every week I'll Whenever I get to the chopper, I listen to THT movie review. Hell, Boxman and Anthony, they cover movies like Wall Street, Die Hard, Bloodsport, I'll and Terminator. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very best old school pro wrestling discussion, check out the Raymond of Pro Wrestling. WWE, WCW, ECW, NWA, and everybody in between. We cover them all only on the THT Network. Check us out. And of course, if you have a couple extra dollars this month, you can join us on Patreon.com slash THT Network. For as little as $5 a month, you will gain unlimited access to our Patreon, which will include eight original, unreleased exclusives to Patreon. Check it out. Patreon.com slash THT Network.
that didn't just fucking wake you up. I don't know what the fuck's going to. <laughs> no fear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have no fear. A THT movie review is here. It is Saturday. It is I, Boxman. Right across from me is... A clearer sounding Anthony. Oh, what's much, going on, Box? Much, on, folks? much clearer sounding Anthony. He's got like a microphone and shit. Yeah, it's almost like I'm a professional with this shit now. Almost, <laughs> man. Damn, sounding good though. Definitely sounding real fucking good, man. Definitely liking it, liking it. Uh, so shit, man. Oh, that song did just wake me up. A little bit of flyleaf there. Yeah, see, see, Box. Where was this song on the Days and Views episode? I could have used this. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been jarring. Ooh, ooh. Oh shit! I'm on. Oh, I'm on the air. I'm live. I don't know. That's that's a pretty good soundtrack either way, man. That shit that that shit kept me awake, and I was drinking. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I was pretty drunk, and I still made it through the damn show. Because <laughs> you're a trooper. You're a professional, bro. Uh professional drunk. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> oh shit! All right, let's. uh all right, I guess enough about us. Um, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to start off with a couple little news nuggets, and then we're going to jump right into the movie. Uh, movie we're going to be jumping into will be Necessary Roughness, since football season has kicked off. See what I did there? Yeah. Football kick, kick off, kick. Uh, yo, in yeah. uh box, I got to say this. Yeah. Considering some of the topics we're going to get into, not related to the movie, uh-huh. we actually picked the appropriate movie for the night necessary roughness and necessary See what I did there yes <laughs> yes necessary roughness and i played a song called i'm so sick uh it's all tying together man it's all tying together it's all tying together we do yeah that's what we do we tie it together but uh we'll talk a little bit of uh let's go ahead and get into this mr cosby hey 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 um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Has been sentenced to prison anywhere from three to ten years. Uh, I'm not sure if that means, I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure what that really means. Does that mean he serve, if, if he's good, he gets out in three? If he's not, he gets out in ten? Uh, I'm not sure what that really means. I don't know if maybe someone in the chat room knows more about what that actually means, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so what do you stand box? I mean, me personally, I don't think he's going to do anywhere close to the full sentence. Two years tops. Um, if he doesn't die in prison, which could happen. Uh, and remember, they don't look very, uh, they don't look at rapists very well in prison. I don't know if you know that or not. They don't. They don't. Well, this is true, but you know, given his celebrity, don't you think they'd have him uh, like uh, no. sectioned off? He's no. in Gen Pop. I would assume he's in Gen Pop. The, wow. I would assume. All right. Uh, Russell is saying the max he'll serve is ten. The least he'll serve is three. So I guess if he keeps his nose clean, he can be out in three. Which you know what? You might be right. Two, two and a half years. I believe the. I think you have to serve seventy percent of your sentence in order to be up for parole. I could be mistaken about that. But uh, Weaves says putting my, putting my ass in jail. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one tonight. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Bill Cosby, I mean, found guilty on I, I, how many was it? I don't know. Well, how he, was many only, he was only convicted on the one charge. That's what got him. Uh, it was the uh, one Andrea charge. Constantine. Constantine. I might be, I'm screwing her name up. But her name, first name is Andrea. That's all you need to know. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I, it, it's not the way. I, mean, I guess the prison's only 30, 45 minutes from his actual house. So he could be released in three years, I guess is what they're saying. Um, I guess it all depends on how his, how his prison attitude goes. Uh, he does tend to appeal, according to this article from CNN. Again, it's CNN, so take that however you want to take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll still read from CNN, even though they've been caught in many lies. But this case is so public that they can't really lie about much, so whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, he still faces a bunch of civil lawsuits, which will bleed him dry of money. Now, I don't know if you know this, Anthony, on top of what he's going through, Bill Cosby himself is being sued by a Philadelphia law firm, according to the court, that uh, they're seeking nearly $238,000 in unpaid legal fees. <laughs> it's just keep on coming for this one, man. This. Uh, I know we're going we're gonna to make our jokes tonight, but I, it, this, is, this is very sad. For me, just, you know, to even uh, break, to have to break down like this, it's it's sad to like, like literally, we're watching a man's life be like just we're watching it crumble in yes. front of him. Yes, I mean one it, of the, and 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 one of the most beloved people in Hollywood in society for a yes. long time. Yes, I yes, mean, it is, and and I do want to say this, Box. I don't want to speak for you on this. Hmm. But the one thing that really has kind of bothered me throughout this whole ordeal is, you know, yeah, people saying, okay, we're going to rescind his honorary degrees, take his name off of buildings, this, that, and the third. This man has donated a lot of money to a lot of colleges, a lot of charitable causes. And I don't recall anybody saying, by the way, here's your money back as well. So you can't take, in my opinion, you can't take a moral high stance in one regard and say, we're going to take your name off of all of this shit, but we're going to keep the money. That you gave us, because as far as I'm right. concerned, if you believe he did some fucked up things, that's blood money. Yeah, I mean, it's dirty money. I mean, it's not it's not clean. Or just do it and don't fucking announce it. God damn it, don't announce it. Just change yeah. it. I, you know what? I don't. I don't really care anymore. I mean, fucking our the, the history of this country is going to hell anyway. They're tearing statues down and shit like that. So the. I don't even care who's changing what anymore. It just doesn't matter to me. But I do agree with you. Yeah, you you, you took his money. Now you now you're gonna change the name after you know all the donations and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. It is a bit hypocritical. Um, but you also don't want to have something, you know, whether it's a tourist spot or whatever it may be, associated with a convicted rapist. Absolutely. So, 100%. yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a catch 22. Oh, you know, if you leave it, why, why'd you leave it? If you change it, oh, why did you change it? You're going to have both halves giving you shit. So, no matter what you do, you're probably fucked either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, to me, look, America loves a, uh, this, and it's too late for Bill at this point, but everybody loves a good redemption story, right? Mm. And I kind of mean, the one thing that did him in, in addition to the Hannibal Birds piece, Kind of like shedding light on the uh, basically reigniting the whole rumors about his uh, history in Hollywood, doing some fucked up shit. The thing that did him in, in my opinion, was that testimony. And just throughout the whole whole situation, he's never come across as remorseful, sincere at all. Barely even sincere. sincere. Like, like very kind of like 
cavalier because even when he kind of said like you know if you read the testimony i don't have it in front of me but he said something along the lines of you know back in the day you know party you know basically sex parties you give people pills to calm down and it would lead to other things which that was the climate that he came up in and i feel like he came up in that climate but his attitude towards situations didn't change in other words he took a 1970s mindset and tried to apply it to the 80s the 90s the 2000s so a lot of those women let's be honest were complicit in certain situations like i said if you're in hollywood you're at a party you can't tell me there wasn't some complicity you know pills favors yada 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 right i do believe he did something wrong but i'm just saying he came from that era where it was like the wild wild west and his his mindset never changed and i feel like if he had at least showed some level of you know, being remorseful or, you know, it was a different time. I've grown since then. Not to say that the result wouldn't have been the same, but I feel like people wouldn't have been as harsh in their criticism towards him. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Might not have happened, but I don't know, man. I mean, you just got to remember, this was like a, like I said, a beloved character in Hollywood. A TV role model father. Role model father. And we find out he's been doing this so fucking long. So, you know, uh, it's like even that worked against him. The fact that he was this, you know, role model dad that people wanted to be like. And, oh, he's such a great father and husband. And, you know, meanwhile, half the cast was scared to death of him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Take the the, uh, rape allegations out of it for a minute. This man had that image of being like a family man. Married man, you're out here cheating on your wife multiple times. You 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 know you, you tell you're telling Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor to ease up on the language. Meanwhile, you're putting your dick where it don't belong. I mean, you see how people might look at you sideways when you try to preach to them about pulling your pants up and watching your language and taking care of your family and being a good upstanding. It's just a lot of hypocrisy. Well, that's what happens when you're talking about the filth, floor and filth. Damn it. Motherfucker, I have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up, bitch. Yep. <laughs> and how funny. And look, how long do you think Eddie Murphy was sitting on that? Because if you remember, when all of this shit came out, when he, what, it, it was his first, what, stand up in what, 20, 25 years? Mm. The first thing he hit, first jokes he hit, he had to build, it's like he had that shit in the chamber. It's like he was waiting for the longest time. Uh-huh. He couldn't get that shit out fast enough. He yeah, couldn't yeah. get him out fast enough. I That's think, why you gotta love Eddie Murphy, boy. I think Eddie knew a little more than what everybody else knew. <laughs> oh, he waited. Oh, you could tell. He had a field day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta admit though, I do feel a little bad now. You know, like I said, he's getting sued by, uh, by uh, an act like the last um, law company he used. Let's see, what was the name of it? I can't even. Schneider, Harrison, Siegel, and Lewis. Holy God, it's Jew heaven. Uh, says they remember, folks. I'm Jewish. Uh, says they worked for Cosby on legal issues, including the charges that uh, Cosby drugged and sexually assaulted Andrea Constant. So, yeah, uh, said he was. The, this guy said he was retained in 2016, withdrew from the case because uh, in 2018, before Cosby was convicted. So I guess this guy knew it wasn't going to be a a good outcome. But uh, we got Bobby on here. Is that Bobby? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Bobby? What's going on, Bobby? Hey, can you hear me okay? 
right, you're fine, click. You're good. Can you hear you're us? Good. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, man. All of this, all of this craziness, <laughs> man. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, Bill Cosby. <laughs> your thoughts, Bobby? This is uh, you know, from your era too. Yeah, you know, uh, pretty much. I mean, to be fair, like he's he, Cosby was doing this thing, um, like before my time, and you know, I was a kid during the whole Cosby show, the whole you know when he was more wholesome. Because before before he became the the more wholesome, I, well, okay, you know, he was doing children's shows and things like that. Um, most of his stand-up was, you know, kind of fairly clean, you know, um, the Cosby show, of course, was a wholesome, uh, family thing, but before that, he was also doing movies and stuff like that, where he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't doing the, the, the best, uh, representation of us, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. He came, he was a part of that black exploitation era. Wait a minute. Are yeah, you telling so, me Ghost Dad was an Emmy, like a, a award-winning movie? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. See, that came along a little bit later, but uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's of course I'm not. I'm not happy. I'm not happy about any part of this. You know, like anybody who's happy about any part of this is kind of a fucked-up individual, because any way that you look at it. Either Bill Cosby raped all of these women, which, you know, regardless of what the outcome was, I'm inclined to believe that he did do what he was convicted of. Um, that's a fucked up thing that that he did that to all those women. If if he is if he was falsely convicted, like he claims that's a fucked up thing, you know, like there's no part about the, any of this that should make anybody happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's a real fucked up situation. I, I don't know. I, I, I hope the guy doesn't die in jail, but uh, I guess anything's possible. Um, I mean, especially at his age. You know? Yeah. His yeah. age and, I mean, jail's not known for being like a good hospital or anything. So, <laughs> right, right. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll just have to all see what happens. But uh, you know, good behavior. I guess he'll get out in three years, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what else to say about this. I mean, the man was convicted, which means a jury found uh, the women credible, and mm-hmm. or the woman credible, yeah. and yeah, he did it. Yeah. And- yeah, and be- before we move on from the from Cosby, I, I I think I forgot to mention the last time I was on. There's something that you should check out on YouTube. Um, it would have been much more interesting before all of this, but do a YouTube search for the Cosby Show barbecue sauce. Oh yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that yeah. too. That's yes, and I and believe it or not, I'm sorry to say that. I mean. Before all of this shit broke, I promise this is before all of this shit broke. That was actually one of my favorite episodes of the Cosby Show too. <laughs> the whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that and was another, another thing that Anthony actually brought uh, to my attention um, a little bit ago was the uh, Marsha Warfield statement. You know, yeah. Like to, to me, that held a lot of weight. You know that 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 put a lot of credibility behind everything that um like all of the accusations, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong for that because 
you know, I'm, I'm so I'm more familiar with her than most of the other women. But for me, that just put that much more weight behind it. And she's a woman you don't want to fuck with. No, man. <laughs> this is kind of scary. Yes. I think we might need yeah. to play the barbecue sauce scene. I think that, if you give me idea. four seconds, I'll skip the ad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There. Let's go ahead and play that just to just to show what we're talking about here. Here we go. Let's do that. Let's do that. Here we go. Well, uh, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. Yeah, we work anything out for themselves. It's my barbecue sauce. <laughs> Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? Oh, stop. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? <laughs> Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. And I'm <laughs> I, I got a does. cup of it, I said. <laughs> Left it up there breathing. Why don't you give the chicken to these people? Well, at least he left them breathing. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> have some sauce. So here's the rest of the chicken, you guys. Anyway, that was pretty much the scene. Literally, just replaced the word barbecue sauce with fucking roofie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and uh, and I and I and I want to add just one last thing on this Cosby deal, so we can uh, get to the next topic. Uh, there's a meme going around with uh, Felicia Rashad. Yay! If he's not doing nothing to her, he didn't rape nobody. I want to point out to people during this time period, Felicia Rashad was married to a Rashad. Rashad. Yeah. He would have fucked your feet. <laughs> He would have beat yeah. the black off of Bill Cosby's ass. He would have made quick work of it. It would have been a squash. Yeah, yes, please. So, so yeah. So that's the reason Felicia was safe from any any uh, uh wrong. She was uh, in the clear on a lot of things. She was safe. She was covered. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right. A- any more from anybody on the Cosby thing, or should we just get on to the other annoying topic? I vote. Let's move on. Let's, let's move let's on. Leave let's Cosby move on. Where he is. Let's move on to uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, just like we talked about a little while ago with the American Pie, with people rewatching it and suddenly becoming offended by it, people are rewatching Adam Sandler films and they're finding him too aggressive. Oh, Jesus. Um, if you yeah. haven't figured out that that's Adam Sandler's gimmick, and basically, not only is that Adam Sandler's gimmick, but that's pretty much every single person in this fucking in Boston. Adam Sandler is playing like a typical Boston guy is what he's doing. This is Adam Sandler. He plays the baby talking, easily upsettable, gets the girl in the end guy. Yeah. Ha- ha- has no one figured this out? It's the same fucking formula. Every $20 million movie. Yeah. Not, not to mention... It's fucking fiction. Yes. It's not real. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. And this article comes from Unilad, which is a UK company or uh, website. 
So, but these, I mean, it doesn't matter where these tweets are coming from. They're, they're coming, you know, tweets like this. We should discuss the philosophy of Adam Sandler. It's nihilism. It's just aggressive nothingness. I really hate Adam Sandler. Now, this is from fucking 2016, the first one. This one's from 2011, this tweet. I really hate Adam Sandler. His acting is always way too aggressive. He's just always angry and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So people have been saying this for a long time, obviously. But look, you either like Adam Sandler or you don't. I think most of his movies are funny. Fifty First Dates actually is probably like one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. I love that movie. That was a good one. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, besides the fact that Drew Barrymore is like one of the hottest women on the planet, but it always has been. Yeah. yeah. It's just I, why now are people getting upset by? I mean, same thing with you know we we talked even longer ago about the uh, Animal House movie when the article are we still allowed to laugh at Animal House? I fucking hope so. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you know what it is, man. We're we're stuck in an era where everybody feels compelled to take up a cause. Right. And they and they, they just feel compelled to rip shit down from twenty and thirty years ago. This is this this is my issue with you know, you hear about all the family reboots. They're talking about bringing back good times. None of these shows will la- last past episode one. Not if they stick, it, it, no. Yeah, no, exactly. No. If you want to stick to the core of what they came from and what they represented when they were originally on. Right. Yeah, it would have to be a different show. You know, it would have to be a different show, different from its uh, original source. Yeah, which, but, what would what would even be the point of bringing it back if it's if they're not going to be able to do what they once did? Yeah, yeah it's going it, to, it, none of those shows are going to be good. I mean, I, I they're remaking every fucking show. I mean, they just the new Magnum PI came out a couple weeks ago. I don't know if did anyone watch that. I have not, but I'm actually interested in seeing that. I want to at least watch one. I'll give it a chance, but yeah, I don't think I'm gonna like it. I mean, I are Chicago PD came back, Law and Order SVU came back, fucking all the shows come back. Blue Bloods, I thought. Oh shit, Blue Bloods came back last mm-hmm. night. You know, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm willing to give Magnum a chance though, because you know, in the, in the original Magnum was a. Uh, a Vietnam vet who uh, came back, uh, became a private investigator, just wanted a just wanted an easy life, basically, just wanted to kind of take it easy. So now, obviously, he's not coming from Vietnam. You know, it's obviously updated. So I don't know, man. I'm kind of interested in seeing seeing what they could do with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's probably a Desert Storm vet. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, and coming back, but I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll check it out on the Cody. But, uh, yeah, that uh, I, I just don't understand how people can just, I mean, it, it, well, I, I guess I can't understand. Like Anthony said, everybody wants a cause. Everybody yeah. wants to act like the victim for five minutes so they get their five minutes of, yeah, look at that. Yeah, Fool everybody me. wants to. everybody wants to either be a martyr or some type of fucking hero and and there are not enough people who are uh educated enough on any fucking thing to speak on anything but everybody feels the need to speak on everything well that's the whole thing about social media everyone's got a voice now yeah yeah And and that's what i've been preaching that just social media is fucking everything up but yeah man i mean 
I, I not that I'm retracting anything that I said, but I'm I'm seeing more of what you guys were talking about in that there does seem to be a lot of people out here who are just scouring all of entertainment to look for something to be offended by. Yeah, but you then know? yeah, but then I mean, have you guys ever heard of what's his name, Halal Jalal, whatever his name is, that does the, uh, you know, like the pranks where he'll like throw fake bombs yeah. at people. Yeah, and everyone's laughing at that. No one has an issue with that, but Adam Sandler, that's a problem. <laughs> playing an uh, playing obviously over the top character. Adam Sandler's characters are over the top by design. Yes. Yeah. You know these are comedies. They're not. Even, they're stupid comedies. Yes. That's exactly yeah, what they are. That's and he knows they are. He yeah. knows it, but they sell. Of they sell. People go to watch them, which is why he makes the same formula every single time. No. And, and exactly. The Adam Sandler formula is simple. He makes movies so you can go laugh and have a good time. He, I mean, it, his movies aren't meant to educate you, beat you over the head with messages. You're just meant to go to an Adam Sandler movie, laugh for a couple hours, and say, God damn, that was some funny shit. You know, That's what, it. For, for the for the most part, like, because another thing that I think a lot of people are not taking into account is that Adam Sandler actually does have a range of movies that he makes because mm-hmm. not all of his movies are those goofy types of movies, but those are the ones that people focus on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He has other movies that are he's playing a more serious role uh, or playing a more uh, regular type of person, you know. But the ones that, like, okay, here's a, here's an example. Uh, we always, since we were born from a wrestling show, uh, we always find a way to tie something back to wrestling. When when people think about ECW and how it was in the past, they automatically think, oh man, it was hardcore, you know, uh, barbed wire and blood and weapons and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was only a small facet of what ECW had to uh, offer. ECW was really more about its storytelling and they had just as many, if not more real wrestlers than they had people swinging canes and hitting people with chairs and shit. But that was the stuff that people focused on. So right. with Adam Sandler, the thing that gets the most attention is when he plays these characters that have the extremes, when he talks the baby talk and then 10 seconds later, he's yelling and screaming at you. Those are extremes because it's a fucking comedy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's so angering sometimes. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but it's just it's frustrating sometimes what's happening. And I'm with you, Bobby. Social media is really it's it's really going to be the fucking downfall of us, man. It really is. (laughs) Too many people feel they have a voice, which shouldn't be a bad thing but it's turning out to be a bad thing it is family and friends are family and friends are unfriending each other over fucking politics and movies and video games and oh i don't get it man i don't unfriend anybody you got a different view on politics that's part of life people are supposed to you're not all supposed to think the same that's great that's the way it's supposed to be but i don't know just it, it it is getting a little out of hand <laughs> yeah. yeah with you know twitter and facebook and instagram and all the other shit 
Yep. So. And the sad thing is, it's like there's no where's the line anymore. Like you can't you can't exp- everybody's so gun shy about saying the wrong thing to offend somebody that they're offending people. So because because we're just so like you don't know what to say, you don't know where the line yeah. is. It's just yeah. it, it's a big mess. You're absolutely right. Look at the whole Meltzer thing again. I'm I'm sorry to keep bringing things back to wrestling. No, it's but fine, dude. The whole Meltzer thing when when everybody blew up at him and all he was trying to do was express his opinion in a polite and non-offensive way, and that offended people. Well, <laughs> you know. Well, because he said it about a woman. Of course. That of course. that that was really the whole thing. He said it about a woman. If he had said that about. I mean, how many times? Please, everyone jokes about Cassius Ono being a fat piece yeah, of shit. Fat. Every podcast on the planet has the uh, <laughs> has the clay. He's fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone know. sits there and calls fucking you know Chris Hero. Oh, we turn into a fat piece of shit. No one bitches about that. You know, yeah. Melcher could literally say Chris Hero has really let himself go. He was a lot lighter back in ROH. No one would flinch. Yeah. No one would fucking flinch. No. There would be jokes. There would be memes still, you know. Yep. I mean, yep. It's, it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah. But since he said it about a woman, that's it. Uh, women are. Man, yeah, women, he wasn't women. even talking about her weight. That's the fucking funny part. He was trying to he was trying to be respectful. He was trying to say she had bigger tits. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he basically said he basically was saying like Bobby to Bobby's point. He was basically trying to say in a nice way, I preferred her when she had smaller natural tits. I don't like big fake tits. He would have been better off just saying that. Yeah. Yep. And trying to be like beat around the bush with it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He would have been much better off just coming out bluntly with it. And he would have gotten some backlash, but at least his message would have been clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. It just oh, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I'm I'm gonna start just getting into a fucking bad spot here. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, um, if we got nothing more on that, I guess we can go ahead and get to this movie. I'm going to be honest. I, uh, not a lot of clips. This isn't a movie we're going to spend a ass load of time on, mm-hmm. uh, not the meatiest of football movies. I don't think it's meant to be, honestly. No, it's really not. Um, and again, we're talking about, uh, necessary roughness from 1991, uh, decent football movie. Uh, we'll go through a few of the cast here real quick. Uh, let's start off with with the main guy, uh, Scott Bakuda. Uh, most of you are going, who? Uh, <laughs> most of you know him from Quantum Leap. Yep. If you yep. have not seen Quantum Leap, go on Hulu. Uh, all episodes are on Hulu. Great show. Yep. A really good show. He's a time traveler, basically, in the in, in that show. Um, but he actually did a lot of TV before that. Uh, he was even in a Walt Disney show. He did uh, a TV show in 1986 to 1987 called Gung Ho. He did a couple episodes of Matlock. He was even in Designing Women. <laughs> yeah, more than only one, two, three, four, five episodes of Designing Women, actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, did a few more things, and then he did Necessary Roughness and... Um, in between all that stuff from 1989 to 93, he did, you know, 97 episodes of Quantum Leap, which, like I said, if you haven't seen that that show, that that put him on what little map he's on, that put him on it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's his defining role. Right. And I do remember he was on Murphy Brown, which actually just another show that just had a reprise. Uh, mm. He did a season of Murphy Brown, too. Yes, he uh, did. I forgot. that. That's a show I haven't even thought of. Yeah, I used to watch that. Yeah. I used to watch it regularly. Yeah, and he hasn't done a lot since then. Um, yeah, he was on. Uh, he was the. He was the uh, captain on uh, Star Trek. Uh, which Star Trek? Was Enterprise. That, Enterprise. Enterprise. Yes. Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand five. That's from my. That's kind of where another spot um, I knew him from because my wife loves that show and she'll watch it over and over again. So I saw him yeah. in that a little bit, but uh, he hasn't done a lot since then. Uh, TV spots, TV spots here and there. Uh, Desperate Housewives. He did multiple episodes of Men of a Certain Age. He was in twenty-two episodes. I think that show only went one season, anyway. No, two, yeah. two seasons. So, I was actually a Desperate Housewives fan. Really, I enjoyed that show. Well, that's a that's that's your problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was everybody has a thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was in NCIS a little. He did a couple NCIS, and he's actually, you know what? He's been doing the NCIS New Orleans. That show is still running, I believe. <laughs> so he's still doing TV today. Um, but yeah, he's the main character in this movie. Uh, he plays a character called Paul Blake, kind of the old washed up quarterback who they uh, sort of bring back to college um one of the coaches in this movie is uh hector ooh, elizondo oh yeah yes very yes. underrated actor by the way very and been in a lot of things another guy who's been i mean this guy's been acting since 1963 <laughs> i think it's funny that i think he's played a, a coach in several movies yes yeah he has that that coach look either coach or he, he did a few movies where he was a uh, tv show sorry where he was um uh military oh yeah but he's always funny the funny military guy um yeah. and this was the only connection to nypd blue this guy was in two episodes of hill street blues that's that's as close as i can get still Stephen Bochco show close yeah, as i can get right enough. there yeah <laughs> close yeah, another one who did a, a little bit of Matlock, um, and then you know did this movie. But yeah, he's been in a he has done a lot of TV series. One or two episodes of this um, TV series from 1991 to 93 called "The Pirates of the Dark Water." Never saw that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with that. All right, he was in Beverly Hills Cop three. If you guys remember, yep. that was uh, that's come on, that's a good movie. Yes, uh, Turbulence. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in Turbulence. Oh, the Ray Liotta flick? The, was... Yeah, Ray Liotta, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, you're right. Jesus. Well, IMDb is right. Uh, <laughs> but I, just, I completely forgot he was in that movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it hasn't done a ton, done a lot, like I said, a lot of TV over the years. TV, TV. He was even in Justice League in 2004. Oh, um, wow. And let's see, what's he doing? Is he doing anything? He's got uh, two movies for this year in post-production, so. Nice. And he was in, you know what? He was in Last Man Standing, did 133 episodes of Last Man Standing. Which just made a, you know, got canceled and then made a reprise on Fox. And by the way, was a huge hit for Fox over the the, uh, last week. So I, I don't know if he's still in it, but. This says he. Uh, this says he's done all. I mean, 133 episodes. That's pretty damn good. 
Yeah, that's cool, man. Like he's he's one of those solid dudes, man. So like really just like Scott Bakula. They're just solid dudes who uh you know, they didn't become superstars, but they're familiar enough where you can watch them like, oh, okay, you know, and they they anything they do is gonna be I, I don't I don't know how to say this to make it not sound insulting. I definitely don't mean it as an insult because they're just solid workers. Right. But they're not they're not gonna do anything that's gonna make their star fall too far. You right. know, and, and they'll get they'll cast they'll have work for the rest of their lives. Yes. Because of the status that they're that they're at. You know, not too big, but recognizable. Right. Steady working. Not, yes. you know, not not just, you know, not the biggest star, but steady working. Yeah. Yes. To yeah. pull a stone coalism, they're they're good mechanics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very good. Uh, another one of the this movie is filled with guys like that. Robert Loggia um, done a ton of movies. Uh, big. Yes. He was in big. Uh, he was in Independence Day. He was the um, the like the, the the lieutenant or colonel in Independence Day. He was even in Scarface. He was Frank. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Lost Highway. He was in my favorite movie. He was in is a movie with uh, John Candy called Armed and Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. that movie we're definitely yeah. gonna have to get to. He was an opportunity knocks the movie with uh Frank uh Frank Whaley. Uh been in a ton just another one who's been he was in over the top, he was in hot pursuit. <laughs> yes. I mean this the, I believe this guy's been acting since uh nineteen fifty one. Nineteen let let that settle. Nineteen fifty one and we lost him in two thousand fifteen. Oh, Jesus, wow. yeah, yeah. So armed and dangerous. Got to get to that one. And uh, you mentioned career opportunities. That's obscure as fuck, but we got to do that one. That that's fucking. I love that movie. I do too. What about over the top? You guys haven't done over the top, have you? No, we haven't. No, that's been yeah, a long man. time since I've seen. And I feel that like movie. that. I feel like that movie has been mentioned a few times during the run of this show. So mm-hmm. I, I think. Yeah, that's one worth uh, getting into. And he was also in the original SWAT series. He did a couple shows, a couple episodes of that too. This guy just been in so many. I mean, let me see how many. Oh my god, I keep scrolling. Just give you an idea: two hundred and thirty-four credits. Yeah, two hundred solid worker. (laughs) That is a solid motherfucking worker. Um. Yeah, but like I said, my favorite movie with him in it is definitely Armed and Dangerous. That's um, what's his name? John Candy and um, the dad from American Pie. Oh, um, oh uh, Eugene, Eugene, uh, Levy. Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, a few more actors I want to go through in this one. Um, Larry Miller. Oh, we've yeah. all seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, classic. Ten, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know him as the dad from Ten Things I Hate About You and The Nutty Professor. Um, and he was the, he, he always plays the, he kind of plays the college guy, uh, in a lot of, uh, not the college guy, but the Dean or the real, the the dick, the asshole. Yes. Yes. You just want to punch him. Yes. Yeah. He's so good at that. He's, he's, he's good at playing the asshole, the funny asshole who you want to punch, but you just can't help but laugh at him. Yeah, yes. he, he he literally plays the same character in this movie as the character in Nutty Professor. Literally, it's the same character. Yep. 
Yes. It, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on him, he, but he's another guy, solid fucking worker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. And but, I haven't uh, listened to it yet. Um, I haven't saved. He actually has a podcast. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, no, really? I didn't know that. That's going to be interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to say that. I've heard him do stand-up, I think. Actually, I think I was introduced to him through stand-up before, uh, before I even – saw him in any uh movies or anything yeah and i think i remember him being being pretty funny in his stand-up yeah and speaking of stand-up that's the next actor we're getting to is sinbad oh yeah yes <laughs> sinbad yes. is also in this movie this was uh not his first movie but an early movie for him yes um and, uh, matter of fact he actually i mean sinbad a lot of people got introduced to him on that one episode of the cosby show um and remember he did do uh six episodes of the red fox show before that in 86 um and then he was on a different world he did 59 episodes of a different world actually Uh yep so he did one two he did three shows and then he did this movie this was actually his first big movie i i I, first movie that yeah this was uh, his first movie this was his movie debut if you will Man. Yeah, and I guess he he did a uh, house guest with uh, Phil yeah. Hartman. Uh, yeah, we got to get to that. House that, guest was that the yeah. movie? Yep, house guest Coneheads. Yeah, he was in Coneheads. Uh, first kid. Oh my god, my oh my wife loves that movie. Uh, actually, he had a um because people forget. I mean, he was actually a big deal at one time. He actually had his own show on Fox. Yeah, lasted about one season. Show. Yeah, uh, twenty four episodes, one season. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was his comedy wasn't great to me. wasn't horrible, but was definitely wasn't great. Yeah. Um. Not again. Not horrible. I would laugh at a few things he said, but uh, he's done a few things here and there. I don't know what. I mean, he, like Anthony said, he was a big deal for a while. He was huge, and his career just kind of took a little fall out of nowhere. It just. It just. It just kind of fell. He did small stuff here and there. I'm I'm scrolling through half of the ninety percent of this stuff I've never even fucking heard of. So we'll just move on from that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Fred Dalton Thompson, another one we've we've talked about in tons of movies. Uh, fucking Die Hard Two. He was in um, Jesus Christ. What's the movie I'm thinking about that he was in? Uh, he actually did. He was in an episode of Roseanne. Die Hard <laughs> 2, Class Action, he was in. Uh, Cape Fear. Mm. Cape Fear, Thunderheart. You ever see Thunderheart? Oh, when that come out? Val Kilmer. Okay. Um, that's a good movie. You need to check that movie out if you've never seen it. Um, this guy's been uh, in the line of fire. Um, probably most of you would know this guy from the original law of order he was the da for the first uh the first five seasons arthur branch that's where most of you would probably know him from um another guy we another guy we lost in 2015 actually exactly one month before robert Loggia died uh, he died wow. no, yeah exactly november 1st wow. we lost fred and one month later on december 1st 2015 so yeah, if if I'm a, unless I'm mistaken, I think it's pronounced Loja. Is it? It might Robert be Robert Loja. Probably. 
I'm probably completely butchering it, but that's all right. Uh, Rob Schneider is in this movie. I don't know. I don't think we need to get too much into Rob Schneider. <laughs> this man's been in everything for so fucking long. Yes. And I like the little uh, tip of the head to a SNL with his character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He does a little Fumbalaya, Fumbalooski. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Deuce Bigelow, the animal hot chick. I mean, he's been in everything. Uh, Jason Bateman was in this. Uh, we've only got a couple more actors to go through. Jason Bateman was in this, obviously. I mean, Jason Bateman has been acting since the early 80s as a kid in Little House on the oh, Prairie. Yeah. Silver yeah, Spoons. Silver Spoons. Um, <laughs> Teen Wolf 2. Mm-hmm. And he was in the spinoff to Family Ties, Valerie. That was a Family Ties spinoff, right? I didn't even know Family Valerie? Ties had a spinoff. No. Valerie, no, that was uh Valerie was the show that uh with Valerie Harper. We talked about it a couple of months ago. Okay. Because uh because she got into a a dispute with the network and she said, What are you gonna do? Kill me off? It's my show. They say, Yep, we're gonna kill you off. <laughs> and the show became the Hogan family. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, never 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 threaten that shit. Um yeah, he was the oldest son on that show. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, there you go. I mean, Jason Bateman obviously has done a few things, and I mean, even as of recent, we talked about him in the movie Central Intelligence with uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. Um, but the actor I want to get to, this is an underrated one, and we always like doing the underrated actors. Mm-hmm. All right, let me try this name here. Andrew Brynarski. I think I said his name close to correctly. <laughs> this guy, you name a football movie, this guy has been in it. Um, it. One of his first movies was Hudson Hawk. He was Butterfinger. He's the big jacked up guy. He's been in. Uh, he he did a little bit of TV. He was in L.A. Law uh, for a, one episode. He was in Higher Learning. He was Nako. Um, uh, roll any given Sunday. He was in any given Sunday. He was in Rollerball. He was in Pearl Harbor. He was the boxer in Pearl Harbor. Um, All these physical roles. Yep. He was in Scooby-Doo as one of the henchmen. And if you know who this guy is, you can pick him out in a second. I do. I'm actually a fan of this guy. Uh, He was in, uh, what's the other, yeah, what's the other football movie he was in? He was in the program. So you name a football movie, this guy's been in it. Um, Actually, this guy and the next guy we're going to talk about, Dwayne Davis, were both in the program, uh, the program movie, uh, together as, you know, the same thing, two football guys. So definitely a little tie in there, but, uh, this guy is one jacked up motherfucker. If you don't remember him from the program, he was Steve Latimer. He was the one that, uh, sexually assaulted the really tiny girl he was in the room with in the movie, obviously, just in the movie. And, uh, in any, any given Sunday, he was the one that threw the uh, alligator in the shower. Maybe that'll give you a little idea because he is just yeah. one. He is a jacked up dude. And I'm actually a fan of his. I, I just He's one of those guys where you're like, oh, my God, look who that is. Yeah, and he's from my hometown. So good man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I know a few years ago he had a he had a thing where he lost his dogs because his neighbors like called on him and. Literally two days later, he got his dogs back. So obviously, there was no wrongdoing. So, but yeah, the next actor uh, is uh, Dwayne Davis, 
like I said, he's been in a bunch of movies too. He's uh, the movie I really remember him most from, though. Uh, there's two movies that I really remember him from. Number one is Summer School. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the second one is Digstown. Dig. Anyone know? Has anyone seen Digstown? Please say yes. Yes. I have not. Lou Gossett Jr., James Woods. Um, oh, who am I thinking of? Um, Oliver Platt. Uh, Jesus Christ, who else is in that movie? That movie is star studded. Uh, Bruce Dern. <laughs> I got you with that one, didn't I? Oh, shit. Yes. Bruce Dern. <laughs> Dude, Digstown is a great, great little fucking movie. It's a, it's a good movie. Really good. But, and summer school. If you're my age, you've seen Summer School. Did Did you ever see Summer School? Of course. Okay. Yeah. It's been and, a long time, but I'm familiar with the movie. All right. And yeah. this guy even has a small, small part in Beetlejuice. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the dumb football player. Uh, but yeah, he okay. like I said, he's in the program <laughs> as Alvin Mack. He's in Under Siege, the original Under Siege as Johnson. He's one of the kitchen guys. Uh, he's in the Great White Hype. Another movie I've talked about a few times. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Same. Yep. And uh, not doing very much since then. Last movie he was in was Paparazzi in 2004. And that's the last credit I see on here. So I don't know. Just kind of faded off. So, but yeah, definitely another actor. You're like, oh, shit. I know who he is, too. Um, And the last quick actor... It was the, you know, not many women in the movie, but uh, this girl was Kathy Ireland, who played the kicker, oh, yeah. who comes out later in the movie. Hasn't done a lot of stuff, but uh, was a model. And yeah. uh, Kathy Ireland was definitely whew, hot yeah. as hell. Yeah. She was one of my crushes when I was young. I, not not surprising. Uh, so there you go. There you go. That's most of the actors. And like I said, we're not going to spend a whole shitload of time on this movie. It's not one we really need to. Um, you know, we'll do what we got to do on it. Uh, I got to. I have 10 clips to play, if that tells you anything. <laughs> um, That's plenty for this movie. That really yeah. it, it really is. They, you, we didn't need very many for this movie. 10 clips. And I think I struggled to get the 10. <laughs> um, yeah. but you know movie starts out here I'll go ahead I don't know you guys got anything else some more to say on the actors or uh, we're pretty good on those right now well, I'll just say that you know 10 clips for this movie and that's not even that's not to take away from this movie like this, like like you said earlier this is not a meaty movie but it's just a it's just a fun little movie you know? yeah yeah it, it's the old guy gets his comeuppance you know, kind of, and 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 it, while teaching the the college kids how to how to you know be men and play football or whatever you want to talk about it, uh, that's pretty much the basis of the movie. Uh, obviously, yeah. Scott Bakula is the old broken down quarterback, like we had said. Um, the movie starts out basically with you know looks like a bunch of fields and. Starts out at a farm. He's driving a tractor around. Scott Bakula is, and or walking, yeah, driving a tractor, and just kind of, uh, you know, doing farm work. And uh, I'll go ahead and start with the main, the first clip, because really the the first stuff is just him practicing throwing the football, which you know he does tell the coach he's 
never had thrown a football in years. But uh, here we go. Let's start with the first clip of the of the movie. The first clip of the movie. Here we go. From champs to chumps. Just six months ago, the Texas State Fighting Armadillos were billed as the greatest college football team in history. And now, they are history. Yesterday, the commission slapped Texas State with a staggering list of infractions, including recruiting violations, steroid abuse, illegal payments to players, and, of course, grade tampering. The way these guys are going, their yearbook photos will be used as mug shots. Joining us tonight is our guest commentator, the legendary Ed Straight Arrow Gennaro. The man who once threw five All-Americans off his football team for taking money from boosters, but still won the Cotton Bowl. Thanks for joining us tonight, Coach. Good to be here, Chris. Coach, what's the latest on the armadillos? Oh, Chris, the penalty handed down to Texas State will set an example for the future of college football. What happens to the players? Well, all the players from the old team have been expelled and all the coaches have been fired. Where will they get their new players? Oh, their new players must be real students. No more scholarships. No more monkey business, no more special favors, or else no more football. Got it. Gennaro, Carver sale, president of Texas State. Sorry. Uh, So, real quick, that's the narrow, kind of the narrow part of the story right there, where this is kind of how he, they all get into the predicament they're in. The school that they're at got slapped with tons of fines. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but this is actually based off of a true, a true school in Texas. Really nice. This is actually based on a scandal in the '80s from Southern Methodist University (SMU). They have been placed on probation three times in 1980s for repeated recruitment violations, uh, giving monetary enticements to players and their families in 1987. Uh, SMU was punished under the repeat violator rule, better known as the death penalty. All football was canceled. All scholarships were re- were revoked for the 1997, and only they could only play away games. They could not play at home in 1988. Uh, they even though they canceled the season, the team actually refielded in 1989. And they did not have a winning season until 2009. So literally oh. took them 20 more years to have a, a good season. Um, so yeah, this like is, Cleveland. this is based off of a real true Texas school. Way to go, wow. Texas. Way to go, Texas. <laughs> All right, Texas. <laughs> Woo, Texas. Yeah. But what I like about that opening scene though, right there is that, um, it, it simply laid everything out. It laid out the whole premise of the movie. Right? Exactly. Just in narration. Yes. This is what is happening. And there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so they literally lose like 90% of their team uh, due to, you know, they added a few things. Obviously, they took a few liberties. They added the steroid infractions and things like that. Um, but, yeah, they basically lose their whole fucking team. Yo. You mean a college had morals when it came to athletics? I'm actually surprised at that. <laughs> Kudos. Uh, this was early in the days. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that they and you know the next scene basically is um, the uh, the the what do they call him? The athletic supervisor or whatever. Um, alumni is what he is the alumni supervisor literally gives him the job and tells him we got to run this straight and they do 
that is basically what they do throughout this movie. And this is where he hires, um, of course, his longtime partner, Robert, what is it? Logia? Loja. 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 Like Porsche. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> so this is where he hires him. They sort of, uh, you know, he's kind of the rough, tough. If you've ever seen him in a movie, he plays the same character, too. Yeah. The rough, grizzled, old veteran of whatever they have his part playing. He's it. <laughs> he's it. He's the grizzled old veteran. Um, so it's these two guys. It is Coach Ed Gennaro and uh, Coach, what are we going to call him? Jesus Christ, what's his fucking name? Uh, Wally Rigg. Who, by the way, is one of the funniest coaches I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, you know, they're they're going to try to kick this whatever people they can get on this team. They're going to try to kick him into shape. And uh, that kind of brings us to the next scene where they're... Uh, this is how bad of a team he's dealing with. There's a little visual in here. And when it gets visual, I'll stop it real quick. But here we go. Let's just give you an idea of kind of what's going on here. All right, Pop King. Uh, show me the arm, son. Throw the ball. Oh, genius. That's literally, he said, show me the arm, which obviously meant throw the ball. The kid makes a muscle for him. (laughs) This is the genius they're dealing with. But I'm going to keep playing this scene. You'll understand what he's doing throughout it. Come on. You ready, Wyatt? Ready, go. Set! Get there next time. Good route. Good route. All right, relax, huh? Try again. Stand. I thought you were going to do one of these. <laughs> How about that? He stinks at two sports. I can work with him. Just butt out of my offense, will you, Wally? You think you can build an offense around a guy who throws like Edward Scissorhands? We're going to play a hell of a lot of defense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, And now we get to where Coach Wally goes and uh, he sees they're in trouble. So he goes and talks to Scott Bakula out there on a farm doing, you know, loading up cattle into a a truck. Goes and talks to him to try to convince him to come on back and play football because he's still eligible for college. I'm not even sure if this is like a legal thing to do either. <laughs> yeah. I, I I got no clue. But uh, he does go back, uh, talks to him a little bit. Um, I guess I can play a little bit of a little bit of the conversation. What the hell? Here we go. Yeah. Haven't thrown a football in years. Well, that's good. Then it's rested. <laughs> you realize you never enrolled in college, so you can still play as a freshman? Good place to start. Could have saved you a 200-mile trip, coach. Blake, I know what you passed up on college. Yeah, well, that all happened a long time ago. Well, aren't you the least bit curious about what you missed out on? I made my peace with it. I don't need to drag it all back. Hey, I'm not asking you to give up the Ponderosa. All I'm asking you to do is come out for the team. Team? Yeah. You don't have a team, coach. 
hell you're dragging kids off the street and throwing them to the wolves. You expect me to come back and get the shit kicked out of me? What the hell's that gonna prove? Maybe you're right. Maybe you should stay here with all your high school trophies. And wonder just how great you might have been. Now, I believe we all know to a football player that hurts. That hurts, especially one that missed college for whatever reasons. Uh, that's a sting. Stay here with all your high school trophies, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what he did he just called him a bitch yeah well, you yes. sit here with your fucking high school trophies you little girl <laughs> what'd you get that one for cheerleading <laughs> you guys ever feel like that at any point like uh, I feel like I, you ever feel like you peaked in high school I never oh. played sports so I never had anything to peak at how's that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, high school was not a great experience for me, so you know, no. I mean, I can. Uh, my, yeah, what, what my peak came after. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't good for me either. I, I, I believe I'm still peaking. I mean, I can drink way more than I could <laughs> in high school. That's great. You know, my tolerance has gotten way better. On you that, know, I, note, I like. I would like to uh, comment real quick on uh, the performance of Scott Bakula in that scene right there. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh-oh. I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of like how he put on a very subtle, very subtle twang. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was very subtle. It wasn't too over the top. And I believe that was probably to appeal most, mostly to the uh, middle American audience, you know. Well, he is because, from, he, he did grow up in Missouri. Yeah, you know, if, but have you ever watched anything else with uh, with him in it where he had a, a twang at all? No. He definitely didn't have one in Quantum Leap. No, <laughs> and, and I agree with you. He didn't sit there and try to make it like, what? what why, right. What, what, I, I, you ain't got no team. Exactly. He very well, very easily could have done that. Mm-hmm. But the choice to make it just a very subtle uh, twang made him more relatable to you know, the majority of the country who just speaks with a regular middle American accent. But, you know, it's it made it clear that he is a country boy. You know, obviously, he's, you know, working on a farm and all of that. But, right. yeah, I just I like that. I thought that was a really nice touch to the uh, to his performance. Yeah, I never really noticed. But, yeah, I, now I just kind of did that. He didn't overdo it like some people would have. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I. Don't know if I can. I, I, I don't know how to quit you. <laughs> wasn't you know? Wasn't like that. So right. yeah. Um. So after that scene, Ed Gennaro goes and talks to uh, the dean. Again, you'll know this voice. This guy again. He plays the exact same character in, um, in uh, Nutty Professor. Uh, here we go. Let's roll a little bit with this scene. I kind of let him go get in the door, and this is right where they actually start talking. This guy is a smarmy asshole who I would punch in the fucking mouth <laughs> if I had the chance, by the way. This guy plays this character so fucking good. Yes. He, he's the Miz of this character. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the comparison. Yeah, he is. He is the Miz of the Dean of 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 the Dick Deans. So let's go ahead and roll it. I'm an old fashioned Dean, Coach Gennaro. 
Call me stodgy, priggish, or stick in the mud if you will, but I believe that the function of the university is to educate and enlighten. Oh, so do I. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. As a matter of fact, I think you should be congratulated for having that other team thrown out of here. Well, thank you. I hope I won't have to do it again. I'm sure you won't. Any member of my team who doesn't make the grade academically simply won't play, that's all. Well, now that we've got that settled, let's have lunch. One moment, please, Carver. Let me be straight, Coach Gennaro. I have always opposed this or any other school squandering its limited resources on a mind-numbing sport that encourages corruption and barbarism. Well, then, I guess I won't be putting you down for season tickets, then, huh? <laughs> He's funny, Carver. I like jokes. So now maybe we can have lunch. Uh, no, I'm busy. I'm on a diet. And busy. Right. <laughs> Coach? Dean. It's gonna work out just fine. Ready? Uh, just probably one... That, that might be one of the best parts of this movie right there, believe it or not. <laughs> Again, that guy just plays the biggest dick of a yeah. Dean. He just... It's yeah. just there. <laughs> Yeah, he does, man. And yeah. you know what? Uh, while that scene was playing, I was wondering, they have both played those exact roles in so many other movies. I wonder if they've ever played those roles in any other movies together before. I don't think so. From what, <laughs> When I looked through, oh, I would have to look through the IMDb's again, and I don't feel like doing that right now. Yeah, that's too much research to do right now. But you know, that's No, but no, no, Box, do your research. You know, you know the gimmick. No, research. no, 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 no. This is the movie <laughs> review show. We can be as goofy as we want to be over here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, real quick, I do want to point something out about our Larry Miller here. We we can all agree he plays a phenomenal dick, but go out of your way to actually watch his performances. He says so much without saying a word. Yeah. Guy, guy yeah. has some very underrated facials. Yes, man. The, the, the look on his face and... Just his his cadence and delivery, you know, because yes. he doesn't he doesn't get excited, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. It's just it's that tone and that fucking punchable <laughs> that punchable look on his face. Exactly, he's so fucking good, man. Exactly, so, man. I, I compare it to like somebody like Red Fox back in the day. You would think Red Fox with his uh his stand up act being so dirty, he wouldn't work on network television. He worked on network television because. He was funny, but he found a way to express his displeasure. He he found a way to act with his facials. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it, and it kind of conveyed that I want to say so much, but I can't. But I still can make you laugh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 he's really a he's really a. When you watch him, he's really better than you know. He should have had a bigger career. Not that he had a bad career, right? But you're you're right, and you know you said his cadence and his delivery. 100% agree. He's got that very dry delivery. But what he says is always usually pretty funny in that dry way. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. And he just he struck gold, man. And I just I have to wonder if he figured out himself that he plays that role well or if somebody pointed it out to him like, "Larry, you know what, man? I love you. You're a good dude, but you know, you really play a good punchable dude. You know, because I yes. bet he's just—I bet he's just the nicest guy in the world. You know, that's how it normally works. Doesn't he play? 
did I? Doesn't he play that same? Doesn't he play this exact same role in um, Van Wilder? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I yeah. I missed yeah. that movie, but yeah, three fucking movies he plays the Dick Dean. Aren't they both in Van Wilder? Isn't Hector Elizondo in, in uh, Van Wilder? No, he's not at all. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, Anthony can look it up while uh, while we go to the next scene, which is them. They start off practicing. Obviously, they're not looking good. And who shows up? Mr. Bakula. Mr. Paul Blake. And here we go. Oh, listen to that 80s music. (laughs) 80s rock country music right there, buddy. Your office said I'd find you here. My registration. You don't listen? Yes, thank you. I was We'll try that play again, sir. Go ahead. Wally, did you hire an assistant coach without telling me? No. You got your quarterback without telling you. Wally, well, I hope he gets younger as he gets closer. Hey, <laughs> just give it a look, will you please? Wait! Tattoo somebody! Alright, and he does. He throws the ball and knocks the guy off his feet. Um, <laughs> so he's a hell of a quarterback, so they do have one player now. Because the other players are all shit. <laughs> but, you know, the quarterback, the man... He's going to whip this team back into shape, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh. But, uh, oh, geez, a little burp there. So, obviously, he goes, uh, Scott Pakula goes walking up into the dorm rooms. And they're kind of making fun of him a little bit. But he meets his roommate, who's one of the biggest goddamn men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's the baby of the family apparently. yes yes it, yes his name means runt of the family and i'm trying to uh get his name what did they call him in, holy shit he's not even in the the original he's not even up here in the beginning manu right wasn't that his name manu something along those lines from the isle of samoa which uh, popped me big <laughs> manu mana manu mana that was his name manu mana that's his name. Like I said, one of the biggest guys I've ever fucking seen. The guy is amazingly huge. Uh, they just call him Manu in this movie. But, uh, yeah, he meets him, and that's his new roommate. You know, they, of course, get along. He's, you know, a very nice big Samoan, unlike Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they go through some more training, though, and obviously they're still doing pretty shitty, all the other guys. The only guy they got that can... Halfway play is Paul Blake, old old Scott Bakula. Um, And they have one guy on the team who cannot catch a ball. Um, Featherstone, (laughs) played by Dwayne Davis, who plays the complete opposite character in the program. I mean, he's a badass in the program until he gets taken out. Um, 
but they actually call him Stone Hands in this movie because he can't catch the fucking ball for shit. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they're practicing. Paul Blake is, you know, he's having a hard time keeping up because he's old and he smokes in this movie. But um, he's having a hard time keeping up. But then he uh, he's walking through and he gets hit in the head with a racquetball by what he doesn't know is one of the professors. So <laughs> that's right little spark lighting up there he actually meets her in the i guess the cafeteria and uh what the hell i'll play a little bit of this too if i can i'm really sorry i hit you oh it's, it's okay i uh ah one tip never let these kids see you're hurting yeah i know they uh smell liniment and they're on you like a pack of wild dogs <laughs> A freshman called me ma'am this morning. I wanted to smack him. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I'm... Are you in a hurry? Uh, um, yeah, teaching four classes tomorrow. What department are you in? De Athletics. Well, we'll probably run into each other at the faculty mixer. Probably. <clears throat> so there you go she thinks he's a teacher and he's going along with it and he just <laughs> kind of goes along with it yeah um and now we were saying how his team you know the coach's team is really kind of dwindling he barely has anybody well in the next scene he gets even less players because some of his players don't make the grade if you will um and that was another scene i actually Plan to play, so let's do it. I need Mackenzie at flanker, and I want the two twins. No, no, no way. Not the twins. They're the only two guys who like each other without being suspect. <laughs> All right. Now, come on. They have to protect your aging quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you Granger. Granger? No, you won't. Well, hello, Dean. Jesus. Even a rattlesnake gives you some warning. It's all right. Uh, what's wrong with Granger? Incomplete summer school. You know the rule, no pass, no play. Well, that shouldn't be a problem. I mean, we'll take it to the Board of Appeals and he can do a makeup. Absolutely. The Appeals Board is the way to go. They meet in July. Or is it every other July? Well, at any rate, I'm sure you wouldn't want to circumvent the rules, Mr. Straight Arrow. Sorry, Wally. You just lost Granger. I'm sorry, too, Wally. Wally, right? <laughs> you can call me Walter. <laughs> and while we're at it, Laurentine, Passarelli, Prescott, Risden, Marks. Wait a minute, wait a minute. All of them? As of this morning. Grade point average is too low. How the hell do you expect us to feel the team? I don't. <laughs> okay, so they just lost a bunch more players. Um, and they have a decision to make. Either scrap the whole season like the original team did in, you know, 1988, or they make their men play what's called Iron Man football both ways. You're playing offense and defense. You're in the game for a hell of a long time. So that's what they decide to do. That does not sound like fun to me at all. <laughs> this sounds brutal, if you ask me. Um, but, yeah, that is what they decide to do. Uh, and... 
they I mean they don't have a choice. But it, it's funny though. Like I said, that they they left that as their two choices, and the the original team from SMU actually scrapped the whole 1988 season because they were in so much trouble and lost so many damn players. Yeah. Um, you know, we go through a little more practice. I don't really need to uh, do anything with the practices. And this also, though, is the spot where... Here. Fuck it. I'll just play it. The lecture's going to cover everything or will there be a lot outside reading? How should I know? Well, aren't you the professor? No, 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 sweetheart. That's not the prof. That's the bloody quarterback. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't teach athletics? I don't think I ever actually used the word teach. Fine, have a seat, Mr. Blake. Paul Blake. All right, now, two things happen in this scene. She finds out that he's not a teacher, and when he says his name, she gives him a look like, oh, shit, I know who you are. Yes. I don't know if anyone else caught that. I'm sure you did. Anthony obviously did. Bobby, I I don't know how long it's been. Did you watch this movie today, or are you going off memory? No, I didn't get to watch. I'm going off memory, so no, this got by me. That. You, you probably wouldn't even catch it. I'm catching it right now because I'm looking at it. But uh, she gives him this look like Paul Blake, and she actually gets a little hot and bothered. You look at her and see it. You can see it. She does. She knows. She knows. She wants him. She wants him. She wants him bad. <laughs> she wants him bad. So, you know, he walks up to his seat. He's obviously embarrassed um, because <laughs> she thought he was a teacher, and obviously he's a 40-year-old freshman. So, <laughs> like they call him in the in the beginning there. Um but yeah, uh basically she goes through and Jason Bateman is uh the stupid kid in the class which I never understood why they put him in as the dumb kid in the class. He's like the yeah. He's like the good-looking jock that always passes no matter what, just always squeaks by enough to pass. <laughs> That's what you see him as. And I think in most things that he's in, or at least when he was a lot younger, he usually played the smarter, you know, mm-hmm. the smart kid. Yeah. Yeah, he usually did. So, I mean, except, you know, there was that whole Teen Wolf 2 fiasco that well, I mean, <laughs> that we try to forget. <laughs> I mean, I, be winners. I mean that, that movie wasn't no, it was horrible. We, like, we no, it was. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it more than once. I'm not going to lie. If, if yeah, it's on, if it's on, I'll be like, yeah, nothing else on. I'll watch Teen Wolf 2. Yeah. It just wasn't the wasn't was wasn't the best movie. But uh, I did like his part in Central Intelligence, the movie me, uh, me and Anthony reviewed a long time ago. Uh, that, was oh, one, yeah. that, was, that was one of our firsts, one of our, uh, I think one of our first 10 or 20 episodes there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, he tries to sort of talk to the teacher in the, in the hall and she puts him in the, you know, the old student zone, you know, call me Mrs. and. You know, he he gets worse than friend zoned in this little scene. <laughs> um, the teacher though goes and talks to the dean, and she, you know he's kind of trying to get her on his side, 
and obviously he has a crush on her. But he's trying to get her on his side to kind of be very tough on these students and not even pass. If you haven't caught it yet, he's trying to sabotage their whole season. So uh, then we get to the Sinbad scene. This is where we finally see Sinbad. Um, yeah, give me a sec. I'll play a little bit of it. Sinbad actually seems like he'd be a good teacher. In this scene, it actually seems interesting. Here we go. Hand to the 43rd Power Jewels. And when that happens, I suggest you cop some shade. And I know what some of you are thinking right now. Mr. Krim, will this help me get a job when I graduate? No, but they made me watch this film as a freshman, so now you must watch it. All right, everybody, class over. Get out. Ah, next time, Chapter 8 on Gravitation. Oh, look at those old monitors. All right, let's hear the conversation between these two. Mr. Paul Blake. I'm the Armadillos, man. I've been reading about you. Yeah. Now, what is your interest in celestial mechanics? Well, it's either this or home ec. Oh, so you took the easy way out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> On the farm, you know, you spend a lot of nights staring up at the sky. What were you doing? Praying for rain? <laughs> Something like that. You know, there was an Andre Krim. Played tackle Lincoln High. All state, big, ugly guy. <laughs> Bringing back some old memories, man. <laughs> oh, I guess you want the story now, right? All right, I was got a scholarship here to play football and major in chemistry, but coach didn't see it that way. <laughs> Hell, son, I didn't bring you in here to be no chemistry professor. Now, why don't you just take some basket weaving and kick some butt? Doesn't look like you dropped chemistry. Nah, I don't regret it. Got my BS in five semesters, my master's in one year, and I'm halfway to my PhD. I'm not trying to brag. Oh, no, no, it doesn't sound like bragging too much. Well, just a little bit. <laughs> you got a year of eligibility left, right? Well, for football, oh, get out of town. Tell me you don't miss it. I don't I Tell don't me miss you don't miss it. Oh, Stand here and tell bad. me that. All right, I missed some part. Okay. You guys really going to try to go both ways this year? Well, that's the plan, yeah. Look, uh, Andre, we really need you. Man, it's been a long time since I really got a chance to kick some butt. I'll see you in class. All right, so there you go. He's trying to recruit Andre to play some football. Um, so we go on a little bit. Um, I don't know. You guys got anything to say on that little conversation there? Anything else that, that wasn't pretty self-explanatory, I would say? Well, yeah, totally yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm finding scenes that I'm like, oh, I guess I should have played that one too. Yeah. You know, it, I guess I'll mention it is one thing that I do kind of like about this movie. I mean, I know that it's the cheap and easy way out, but this movie has a way of simply explaining everything to you. It doesn't, it doesn't leave, it doesn't, it doesn't leave you to try to figure out what's going on. You know, the, mm-hmm. the characters just tell you flat out. Yeah, this, yes. this is what happened. This is what's happening. And this is what's going to happen. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah, they don't they they don't leave you on the uh they don't try to uh David chase you yeah. and leave you on a fucking cliffhanger. Like leave it up to interpretation. They just tell exactly. you this this is what it is. Right. It's a right. very simple watch. Yeah, I'm not sure if we telling me the uh tell me mixer lost my internet connection. Uh hopefully you guys can still hear us because it uh <laughs> still looks uh, like it is the uh, recording, so I don't know. Here we oh, there we go. Yeah, Shaheen is even saying it did go off for a second. Um, yeah, it lost. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. If anybody can hear us, take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back.
Oh, right. wait a minute. There it goes. Everybody, you should get us back in just a second here. For some reason, Mixler decided to lose internet connection. Let me know when you guys can hear us again. Can y'all hear us? Can y'all hear us? Can y'all hear us? Welcome to the Lost Edition, the Lost Episode. Ah, thank you, Shaheen. You. <laughs> there we go. No, no, no. Shaheen got it. We're 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 back. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened. Like I said, it lost connection on Mixler. It just anyway. Let's keep going here. That much more ex- uh, that much more incentive for the live listeners to download the episode. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Hopefully that recorded to Mixler. I guess we'll find out. If not, fuck it. We'll deal with it. But uh yeah, so uh, they go and uh for the next scene here they go. They're training more, they're you know, practicing and they're doing the I don't the what are those the uh the sh- sleds where you hit you know the guy st- the trainer stands on the back and the guys hit the sleds. Well, here we go. Andre does not eat raw meat because Andre is a vegetarian. Eat whatever the hell you want, Andre. There you go. So even (laughs) Andre decided to play. Now they have two players that are really good and a bunch of others that really suck. So (laughs) they're... And now we go to their first game. Um... I might have to play. Oh, come. all right. You know what? I, I don't even have any Rob Snyder in here to play. I got to play some Rob Snyder. Yeah. 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 Chuck Niederman here to bring you exclusive coverage of today's opening game on our closed circuit campus radio network. The Armadillos are getting ready to kick off their 10 game season this afternoon. I'm all alone. And yes, Rob Snyder's name is Chuck Niederman. <laughs> Chuck Niederman in this movie. Let's go ahead and hear a little more Chuck Niederman. Up here in the booth, thanks to the broadcast blackout, the rest of the nation's press is going to miss out on one hell of a game, or at least a noble effort. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I don't know about you guys. I'm a fan of Rob Snyder. Oh, yeah. I am. Mm -hmm. I know he gets a lot of shit. You know, always one-dimensional, same character. I don't give a fuck. I like that. I like that he's the same character in every movie. He's this short guy, you know, who either gets shit on or ends up getting the girl in the end. One of my favorite Rob Snyder movie is The Animal. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is not a very popular one. It's kind of an obscure one of his. But I I forget. I have that on DVD. Bought it for my daughter. She watched it a few times. Yeah, I forget who the girl is in that movie, but she is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, the eyes on her. Um, I mean, the Deuce Bigelows are good, both of them. They're decent. But the animal, I don't know why. I just like that movie. I think it's ridiculously good. Yeah. That and uh, did you ever see Hot Chick? I haven't. Me I haven't too. seen that either. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's it's totally ridiculous, but you'll like it. Dumb fun. I like dumb fun. I do. I do. Um. I guess moving on. Uh, this, like I said, their first game shows them all in the back doing, you know, kind of rituals and everything. And, um, <clears throat> first game back, they're not doing well, of course, but probably the f- main thing that happens in the first game 
is Coach Gennaro gives uh, Paul Blake a play, and he doesn't do it. And he even, he actually takes him out of the game for it. Um, it, it, it almost seemed like Paul Blake was shocked because he thought he was kind of untouchable. And Gennaro kind of did this to, uh, prove that he wasn't an untouchable kind of guy. Um, so he got out of the game and obviously they got their asses handed to him. But, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the conversation they have on why he took him out of the game. Explains it a little bit. Like Bobby said, this movie does explain things. So here we go. How are you, Blake? Got a second? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. I think we ought to talk. Well, my door is always open to my players. Including the ones you bench? Even the ones I had to throw off my team. Sit down, Blake. Look, Coach, I'll give you everything I got out there. That's not enough. You've got ten other guys out there with you. I need everything they've got, too. I want someone to be their leader, not to leave them behind. Look, I just want to play, Coach. You want me to hand off all day long? I'll do it. It's your team. No, no, no. I don't want it to be my team. It has to be your team. What are you saying? You want me to hang out with them? Be their pal? What? No, I I can't tell you how to do that, Blake. You're going to have to work that out for yourself, But the crowd seemed most taken with the bulldogging skills of... So there you go. Sort of explained, sort of not. Um, I guess it depends on what you kind of get from what he said there. You know, kind of uh, of take the team and they have to be yours. They have to know your... In my opinion, it's kind of like they have to know you are behind everything that they do and they'll follow. You know, not, you know... Be be the example to them, yeah. right? That's yeah. that's gain what their, I got. That's what I got. Gain their trust, and you know, I guess I don't know. I guess there's a lot to it. It it's sort of it's sort of spelled it out in plain English. You know, I'm, full disclosure: I'm not a football guy. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never, I, I don't know how it works. Uh, I've never been right. part of a team like that. But yeah, that's that's what I gathered from it. You know, he just become one of them. You know, let them know that you're worthy of. Uh, Yes. Of leading them and let them know that you can, they, they can trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a big, I'm, I'm, I don't follow football either, but I, for some reason, I like football movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, the longest yard, any given Sunday, um, all those movies. But another, one of the funniest scenes in this movie, though, is the next scene here, um, where they play the convicts (laughs) yes uh the convicts by the way i'm going to give you a few names here that i I, that i recognize um i'm probably missing a few people uh dick buttkiss is one of the convicts (laughs) evander holyfield is one of the convicts ed tutal jones jim kelly jerry rice herschel walker is one of the convict (laughs) football players but uh Dick Butkus, who didn't have the worst acting career. I mean, he was even in Night Court. And didn't he have an actual, like, TV series in the late 80s, early 90s? Am I wrong? Uh, He was on something in the 
mid-80s, I think. Early to mid-80s. What was he in? Was he Whoa. in a show or did he have a show? Here, let me pull that up real quick. Let me, let me pull up Mr. Uh, Dick Butkus. Was he on... Uh, His parents oh. really hated him, didn't they? Let me. Man, uh, the worst name ever. The worst name <laughs> ever, exactly. All right. I guess he never did have his head. He did a few episodes know. of Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island, yeah. Was he on My Two Dads or something? Not my, yeah, uh, My Two Dads. Was he on there? I don't know. He did a TV series called Half Nelson in 1985. That sounds familiar. Growing Pains, My Two Dads. There you go. Okay. 20, that's the show. 27 episodes. He was. That's the show I was thinking of. Yeah. Late 80s, he early was, 90s. Uh, 87 to 89. There you go. He was a bartender or something. I, think. I, I knew he had his own show. And that was before this movie. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, the last time I remember seeing him was in the movie that we reviewed. Any given Sunday, he was the coach on the other side. But, um, yeah. Hasn't done a ton. But, you know, like I said, he was in. Night Court, two episodes of Night Court, a part one and a part two. Um, that one I do remember. But yeah, yeah, he died. I knew he had a television show. I just didn't know if it was his show or. Right. He I, he was the co-star of that show, I guess. Um, but I he guess. Was a, in, more more than a recurring, uh, more than a recurring character. What would you call a supporting character, I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess we can play a little bit of the convict part just to just to hear how nice Dick Butkus is. And then just remember, after all this night niceness and oh, go ahead, guys, they beat the shit out of this team. So let's hear how uh, how this plays out. Dean Elias here, coach. Tough outing Saturday. Thought you had them all the way. It was a learning experience, Dean. Boys just need a little conditioning. Ah, conditioning. You took the words right out of my mouth. Perhaps I can help. How about if I set up a live scrimmage with one of the other state institutions? Why, thank you, Dean. Please, coach, please. I'm a giver. Cheerio. <laughs> and by the way, this is Evander Holyfield with 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 full ear, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was before the uh, ear spinning incident. All right, so here we go. These guys are getting off the bus looking like murderers, by the way. Like friggin' badasses getting off this bus. Uh, But here we go. Know about these guys. Got a funny feeling about this. Don't worry, Wally. Dean Elias assured me that we're dealing with real sportsmen. How do you do? As loyal Armadillo fans, my colleagues and I are pleased oh, to be thanks. able to help you in your time of need, and we look forward to a spirited workout. Gentlemen, this is your home field, so please take the ball. All right, Dillo! All right, and again, after Mr. Buttkiss is so nice... <laughs> they kill these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> they just murder these motherfuckers. Um, and the Dean is, you know, over in the corner watching it and loving every minute of it. But, uh, kind of a cool thing, you know, it, I, 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 every football movie, there's always cameos of, right. you know, former players. 
a lot of them it's Jim Brown. Jim Brown just happens to show up in a lot of a lot of the the football movies too. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dean the Dean is over there literally laughing his ass off while these guys are getting just fucking beat down by these uh by these convicts. Um but a cool little part it was I'm not sure but I think this might have been a little tribute to Longest Yard. That's what I feel like. Yeah, I, I always felt it was sort of like like kind of an uh, like paying you know homage to that kind of that sort of movie. I think this was sort of kind of doing that. I think I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's sort of what they were going for here. But yeah, it's just awesome seeing those. That that was a cool thing, but. Uh, you know, we go on, they go to another game, and they lose again. Um, but now we go to a bar scene where they're, they're <laughs> all in the whole movie. Yep. They're all in the bar. And I'm not going to play the fight, but they're in a cool little bar with a, it's a country bar. They got a mechanical bull in there and, you know, cowboy hats. It's, it's, it's probably 60 to 65% of the bars in Texas. Seriously, yeah, I, I've been to bars like this, honestly, and they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> you see too many cowboy hats, it does get a little scary. Um, yeah. But yeah, so suddenly the guy from the biggest rival team walks in, and this is where it all turns a little, a little weird. Um, this guy, by the way, barely did anything. <laughs> After this movie, I mean, this was like the only thing he ever did. This movie, I can't even find his name. I had it earlier. But anyway, no one gives a flying fuck. So, but I will play a little bit of that scene again. This is another added scene. I didn't expect to play it, but what the fuck? We're uh, we're making fucking really good time anyway, so here we go. Guys, Texas State. Why, they always the pussies that ain't won a game yet. <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't the by God number one Texas Colts. Wow. Did you say something, sugar? No. I... <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Oh. Ah. He's on talk. Party's <laughs> over, guys. We're on probation, guys. You know that. You know that, too. What are you guys thinking about? I wanted a big brother. I wouldn't have killed mine. Ooh. Hey, come on. You don't want to mess with us. We're nobodies. We're nothing. You guys, you're undefeated. You're eight no. We'll just take our little party somewhere else. Come on, guys. Okay. Tell you what I'm gonna do here. I uh, I'm gonna buy you a beer, okay? And we can forget this whole little incident ever happened. It's on me. <laughs> He's pouring the beer on his jacket, just so you know. Now it's on you. Guess you wanted a light beer, huh? <laughs> on second thought, maybe you'd better buy me a keg, or better yet, put a spigot in that fat Buddha. <laughs> we were getting along so good and you had to go and ruin it by insulting my center my center 
my throwing hand here. He hits the guy twice. He doesn't go down. And they start a bar brawl from here. Um, uh, by the way, the guy that I'm talking about, they call him in this movie Flattop. Harlan Flattop Myers. Uh, his real name, which is kind of weird, is Tom White Knight. Uh, he did this movie, a movie called Dangerous Curves. I'm sorry, TV series. He was in one episode. Uh, another TV series called Brothers Keeper. Another TV series called the, the Amanda Show. He was actually in the movie Minority Report. Well, that movie was hard. Okay. And he was <laughs> in Men in Black 2 as Agent C. So he's done six things. You know, not a yeah. not a great career, but uh, a career at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was just a big jacked up motherfucker. Is exactly what he was, man. Hey, Box, let me ask you real quick. Yep. Did this scene give you any memories of your youth of Florida? Anything? No, our bar bras weren't like this, dude. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. I, I I got into a couple little bar fights. There are country bars like this in Florida, by the way. Um, a couple of them that I went to. Um. But no, I never got into a brawl like this. Almost got into a brawl like this when I was 18 years old. But luckily, um, I can't remember if we talked the guy out of it or we walked away from it. But it was about to be a really shitty night <laughs> when, because half the bar wanted to kill me and my friend. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I can't remember how we got out of that. I was 18. I know it was at Club Boca. Which was uh they had on Wednesdays they had uh eighteen and eighteen and overnight. So yeah, but these guys get they get into a huge bar brawl and yeah. I mean a big fucking bar brawl. Yes. And <laughs> Simone was kicking ass though. He was. <laughs> he was kicking some serious ass. He was. Uh but of course, you know, the Dean shows up because we know this Dean is really looking to kill their fucking season. He was hoping this was the way they would do it. And he finally shows up and it's all calmed down. Not only is it calmed down, but the guys are pretending to get along. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll play a little bit of that too. Here we go. Took you so long, Dean. Sheriff, I'm Dean Elias. I heard about the brawl on my beeper. So. Wow. Where's the brawl? Brawl. Wait a minute. He just said beeper. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Shows you how old this movie is. Yeah, I literally just went, oh, God, am I old. Did, Anthony, <laughs> did you ever even have a beeper? Yeah. You did? I remember. Yeah. All right. That's surprising to me. <laughs> that is too. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I, I definitely remember beepers. Uh, all right, let's play a little more of this scene. I just heard beeper and felt really ancient for a second there. So, yeah, you know what? Quick story. The other day, my dad just hired this new sales guy, and he's pretty young. He's like in his 20s. And he wanted to borrow the van for work. You know, he had a delivery to make. We have a big cargo van that we have at the, at the shop. And, you know, so no one steals it. We put a club on it. You know what the club is, right? Yeah. The steering wheel. Didn't know what a club was. 
Oh boy, one of those. <laughs> Didn't even know how to. I said, "This is the key for the club," and he goes, "Are you sending me to a club?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, 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 for the club on the steering wheel." And I just saw his face go. I'm like, you know what? Let me take you to the van. <laughs> let, let me, Poor little Tink Tink. Let me just take you to the van because I, oh my God, I have never felt, I felt like a grandfather. Like, like I did, I felt like I just called a movie a picture show. <laughs> oh, you down there at the picture show? What? Going out to the theater, going out to the local theater. Yeah, going out to the lo- lo- local theater. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've never felt so old as I did right there. But, uh, here we go. A little more of this part. Oh, God. Horrible. There ain't no brawl. Number one, there isn't any brawl. Number two, what do you mean? There ain't no brawl. What are you out of hearing? There was no brawl. Wally, why don't you buy the sheriff a cup of coffee? I'll take care of this. That's a good idea. You don't get yourself in no trouble in here now, you hear? Let's go, boys. Any trouble? <laughs> it hurts when they poke you in the chest like that, doesn't it? You know, I, I don't think you get the idea, Elias, but... You see, if our boys get caught in a brawl, that means the Colts get caught also, and you don't get elected sheriff by embarrassing the pride of Texas. For a quarter, you can jump in. Another game, another time, Coach General. There you go. Lake. Definite country bar. A little Hank Williams Jr. in the background there. I don't know if anybody else can hear that, but I can. <laughs> Both of you guys are like, no. <laughs> no, you fucking redneck. We understand. You get it. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. You guys got to remember back in the early 80s, and Anthony, Bobby, you should remember this. There was a huge country surge from that movie Urban Cowboy. Yeah. 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 I heard a lot of country in the 80s. And I can't, you know, it's funny. I, I always tell Shaheen that a lot of those Eagles songs he likes were on country stations. The Eagles were pretty much a country band. There was a lot of crossover, actually. There was a lot yeah. of there was a lot of R and B that uh, like a lot of R and B songs and country songs that kind of like swapped off. You yeah, know? they co- oh. country was a different thing back in the early eighties, man. It was a yeah. they they would put the the you know they would put the the sort of country rock and the country yeah. like you said, sort of the country R and B, but yeah. they would definitely mix it up and but a lot. Of, yeah. I don't. If if, if right. I went if I looked at the, like the Eagles discography, I could probably pick ten songs of the Eagles that were yeah. on country stations. Yeah, yeah. Not a big country music fan, but I can't deny the crossover appeal of it. I mean, Whitney Houston, rest in peace. One of her biggest her, her biggest hit is a, uh, oh, a cover. Oh, oh. Yeah, Dolly Parton song cover it. Jolene, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, was it Jolene the song that she did? No. I will always, always love, love you. you. That's right. Yeah. From the bodyguard. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And uh, Lionel Richie did uh, Lady. Lady. Yeah. I love that song. I, I like Lionel Richie, man. That motherfucker, he's a badass, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. 
I like um, Lionel Richie. My mom loved Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie is one of those people who can play. He he can sight read. Well, you know he doesn't even have to sight read. He he has uh, what is it? Uh, perfect. What is it? Perfect pitch. Perfect tone. Whatever. Mm. He can he can hear a song once and and recreate. He can play it right there on the spot on any instrument that he has in front of him. Wow. You do not see that very often these days from uh, these so-called artists. <laughs> You know, he's one of the few people who can do that. She, you know? Yeah, and Shaheen, I meant like a musical badass, not like a uh, kick-your-ass badass. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't know, man. I don't know. Lionel Richie might have kicked some ass sometime in his life. You I never know. know. I mean, he's, 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 you know, it's not like Michael Jackson. He definitely uh, he might have kicked some ass. Um, yeah, I, I like Lionel Richie, though. But, yeah, he, he had a few that were... Uh, and those were, see, those songs like his, like, you know, Dancing on the Ceiling and All Night Long, those were played on the, like, not like the hard rock stations, but like the easy rock stations. Mm-hmm. And it was on the easy listening. I brought that up before. There were easy listening stations back then. Tons of crossover back then. But the country yeah. crossover in the early 80s after that Urban Cowboy movie really really was amazing i mean they played a lot a lot of the what we now call classic rock songs were on the country station i mean you know your eagles your leonard skinnerd uh even like some bad company songs you know were on the country stations back then because my dad listened to the country stations when we you know i I lived in north carolina at the time and that's what mm. you know. We were listening to com- my dad listened to country stations, but mm. and I heard it's it's just crazy what the crossover was like back then. But uh, yeah, I could hear some Hank Williams Jr. A little 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 Hank Hank Jr. in the background there. But uh, <laughs> all right, let's get back to this movie. We were uh, we were actually making good time. Uh, from there, since he's all beat up, he goes and sees the woman, uh, the the professor. Um, because, of course, when you're all beat up, where else are you going to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go try to get a piece. That's what you do. Um, this is where we find out why she gave him the look in the classroom that, oh, shit, I think I know you look. Um, it turns out that back in high school, he actually beat her boyfriend at the time and she had the hots for Paul Blake. So isn't it amazing? He shows up now in the same school that she teaches in for her to actually get that dick. (laughs) (laughs) She can finally get it now that she's older and he's older. See, box. I was going. I was going to hit you with a punchline, but you just uh, said it all right there. There you go. <laughs> you covered the bases. I, I, I do what I can. Um, Explained it in plain English, just like the movie. <laughs> sometimes you do what you got to do, um, and they do go out. Now, this uh, is where we finally get to meet the Kathy Ireland character. Um, coaches are out. They're talking, and uh, you know they're sort of bullshitting. Uh, and, ah, fuck it, here we go. Walk up some of that pasta that you're always shoveling down. Look over that play that I drew up? 
Well, it's a gimmick play. It'll never work. Oh, sorry. I forgot. You're a genius. That's why you have a bigger whistle than I do. I can't believe it. Now he's got whistle envy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> whistle envy. Jesus Christ. So, you know, he does that. They look up and they see a soccer ball flying over their heads and kicks it pretty far. And finally, he realizes it's a girl kicking. And they decide to put her on the team. This is definitely not the first person to play, the first girl to play college football. There's been a few more since, um, in real, real life college football. There's been girls playing on the, on the team before, but, uh, they do put her on the team. And, uh, this is her first little, uh, her first little tryout. We'll go ahead and play a little bit of that, guys. Here we go. Ooh, wee, Sarge, look at that. They're putting a bloody shield on the team. We'll be the laughing stock of college football. What do you think we are now? And immediately, Manu wants to bang her. Immediately, Manu is taken by this girl. He just wants to tap that shit. So here we go. Let's play a little more. Oh. Okay, I'm ready. Let's try one. What? Manu! Slap me the ball! Slap the ball, damn it! <laughs> Hello, Manu! Manu, hike me the ball! <laughs> Relax, big guy. You've already got the job. Nice kick. That's a little off. All right, take it back ten yards. See, that's the pressure TV, man. That's what happened to wrestling, man. Women take over the sport, man. <laughs> How about taking it back to <laughs> Okay. I did because I forgot about that line, and that is such a funny line to bring up in 2018 from a 1991 movie. That dude was ahead of his time. Holy <laughs> shit. That was Sinbad, by the way. That was Sinbad saying that. God damn, is that comment. So funny to hear right now because mm-hmm. they're oh, trying, they're trying to yeah. make to make it about fucking about the women, but it's not really happening. Like a, I mean, I posted the other day. We just found out Evolution's getting back together. Isn't there a pay per view called Evolution? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Somebody, yeah. somebody grab that. Uh, somebody grab a sample of that. Uh, that line right there, because that has to be used. Well, I know where it is now. It's right around one hundred and one. So <laughs> that I can't even believe. That's funny. It's not wrestling, man. Women, women took over the sport. <laughs> right. <laughs> and think about nineteen ninety one when. Who was really? There weren't many yeah, women really. No, tar- there really wasn't. Damn, that was some for. Uh, damn, is Sinbad from the future? 
You <laughs> must be, man. Some Jeez. Illuminati level shit. <laughs> yeah, that's some fucked up shit right there. All right, let's play a little, just a little more of that scene. They, they, she keeps going back and back and back. Here we go. Yards. Forty yards. How long? How long was that? Forty yards. Now, can you believe that? I don't even drive that far. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some foot. Yeah, it keeps getting better on the way up. All right, like I said, Manu is smitten with this girl, Lucy. Uh, who's played by Kathy Ireland. Man, 1991 was not the year of the booty, was it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could hang pictures with her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's level. There you go. Put the yeah. Yeah. She was a little light in the ass, but you know, she was still back in the day, in my youth. Mm-hmm. She was a cutie. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely she was gorgeous. Um now they they do kind of the homecoming game, um, and you know it's pouring outside. It's a fucking monsoon. Uh, oh wait a minute, hold on. Let me go back here. Let's play a little more. Uh, let's 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 play a little more. Ron <laughs> Rob Snyder <laughs> for the hell of it. have put on a tremendous defensive effort tonight, not allowing a touchdown in three and a half quarters of play. And speaking of tremendous efforts, we have word from University Hospital that homecoming queen runner-up Heidi Blair is in satisfactory condition following that freak lightning strike at halftime. <laughs> so, with less than a minute, so with less than a minute to play, uh, you're fighting Armadillo's trail the Kansas Jayhawks three to nothing. But in a typhoon, it's anybody's game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that little shit. Uh, so yeah, they're they're playing in an absolute fucking rainstorm. Uh, Texas rainstorms are no fun, by the way. When it rains here, the rain is big, giant drops, and it fucking hurts. Everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Absolutely, they're all bigger. But uh, they do bring in Lucy to play and she does do the final kick um <clears throat> in this game she makes the kick but after the kick flat top flattens her and manu gets pissed off but she ends up kicking him in the balls uh flat top she ends up kicking flat top in the balls so they're like look she can take care of herself so he calms down a little bit um which brings us to they 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 ended up tying that game, not winning it, and you know the quarterback Paul Blake is kind of just kind of down. He's talking to the professor, uh, you know the girl, and the dean walks up, and of course this guy's a dick. So let's play him being a dick. God, Suzanne, how could you? I'm shocked. You're a highly regarded faculty member, and personally, I'm very disappointed. Mm-hmm. 
Philip, what I do on my own time is none of your concern. Well, I think Would you that... excuse us, please? We're having a conversation here. Excuse me. Conversations have words, not tongues. Just let me handle this, okay? No, no, let me handle it. Are you going to jeopardize your career over an affair with a student? For God's we're sake. We're consenting adults. So were Bonnie and Clyde. What about ethical standards? What about minding your own business? Why don't you just tell them how we feel about Look, each don't other? Don't pressure me, okay? Look, this is bullshit. Why don't you just tell Go them? Go get a beer, Butterfingers. Can we not talk about this Look, right now? Look, why don't you just get lost, oh, now? Fight! Oh, fight! Would you stay out of this? Why don't you just tell them? Fine. You know, I was... Oh. All right. So there you go. His heart is broken. And from that scene, we go to a bunch of guys showering. <laughs> I don't know why, but we do. Um, Manu's kicking everyone out of the shower to let Lucy shower. Again, Manu is all, you know, smitten with her and that and this and that. Um, then we go to a little alumni scene where they're at a dinner and... You know, they get new jackets and all this kind of stuff. Um, and at this point, Coach Gennaro walks in again. They're not supposed to be taking anything from anybody, uh, but they are. And, of course, this is really not good for them, especially coming off of the, you know, thing, all the scandals they're coming off of. So here we go. What the hell's going on here, guys? Come on, now, take those jackets off. Let's go. Party's over, gentlemen. This armadillo team will not accept gifts from boosters. All right, that's how it starts. Champagne, presents, cash. Well, not this team. Let's go. Leave the goddamn jackets. Come on. Coach, this is a private party. Now, how about coming and sitting down? Hey, Dad, can talk. Dad, can you, do, can you do me a favor? Can you just, uh, just butt out of this one, okay? We'll talk about this later. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys, come on. Let's go. Take it easy, coach. They're just kids. Yeah, I know that, Blake. That's why, you know, I expect a little more from you. Let's go. Come on. It's not about me. It's not about them either, although it should be. They've been killing themselves out there. Nah, this is about you trying to prove something to the rest of the world. Why don't you just relax and let these guys feel good for five minutes? No, I can't do that. No, and neither can you. Now, when are you going to get it through your head, Blake? High school is over. You want to be a leader? You have to grow up. Now, what happened on that field out there tonight doesn't change the rules. Rules? You know what you can do with your fucking rules? What? what? Gosh, what? Knock it off. Knock it off. Nobody's going to get hurt here. Go on home. That's a hell of a good idea, coach. In fact, I quit. All right, guys, come on, let's go. So there you go. He quits. He quits. Um, he actually does. He ends up even getting in his little shitty Jeep and leaving. Uh, and Jason Bateman jumps in and goes with him because uh, he's failing a class. Remember, we said he played the dumb jock in this movie, which, again, does not fit his looks. But he plays the dumb jock in this movie. And he is failing one of his classes and thinks that the best way, the best thing for him to do is leave because his dad's going to kill him anyway. So as they're talking, well, fuck it. I guess I'll play the talk of the Jeep too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not, right? <laughs> I hate that station. My dad owns it. I don't ever want to see another building with his name on it. <laughs> too bad you got midterms next week. No, I don't. 
What do you think my dad's gonna do when he finds out someone's gonna flunk me, huh? What are you talking about? You can keep it up okay, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I got two cheerleaders doing my homework, oh. but I gotta take the test, and when he finds out that I didn't pass, he's just gonna buy me another grade, and you know what that could do to the team. Look, if you're sick of your old man covering for you, that's fine. You're just gonna have to drag your butt back there and work harder, that's all. You can't just walk away. Well, you did. <laughs> How'd I wind up with Jiminy Cricket? So they turn around. Obviously, he realized the advice he's giving this kid, Bobby. All right. All right. I've lost. 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 All right. I've lost and locked up. Whoa. Hold on here, guys. I don't know if you guys can even still hear me. Whole computer locked up, though, and uh, I'm going to take a quick break, get Bobby and Anthony back here. I'll be right back, guys. All right. Hey. Sorry about that, everybody. My computer locked the fuck up. Uh, anyway, we are back. Uh, I got Anthony and Bobby back with me, and uh, I believe we left off at the part where he uh, basically told the kid that, you know, you can't just walk away. Jason Bateman said, you did, and basically he said, how did I get stuck in this car with Jim, uh, Jiminy Cricket? Meaning, <laughs> meaning, motherfucker, I should be taking my own advice that I'm giving you, and they do go back, uh, both of them. And he enlists Andre as Jason Bateman's tutor. And uh, the two of them basically uh, go start cramming for the uh, test. God, another reason I didn't go to fucking college. I would have sucked anyway. <laughs> Ugh, I'm definitely not the student type, man. But uh, Paul Blake does end up you know, coming back, uh, you know, to the t here, matter of fact, here we go. Fuck it. Here we go. Edison's studying with Andre. We're going to have to practice without him. You're not worried about Saturday? If he doesn't pass his midterms, he's out. And the rest of the team will do whatever it takes to back him up. We pull together, I figure Saturday will take care of itself. Take him out. It's your team, son. There we go. So we got a few more things kind of, uh, you know, this is how you gain your team. You come back. You show them. Lead them. And, yeah. you know, you shouldn't have left them in the first place, but I guess this is how you do it. Uh, so they're all happy he's back. And, you know, that's... Another one of the that's one of the meaningful scenes in the movie, kind of, you know, again, this isn't the real meaningful, thoughtful movie, but uh, that's one of the ones in the yeah. in, in here. That is every moment. Every movie has that moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we go to the next scene here where the dean comes in 
these kids just had their test, kids and Paul Blake, and the dean comes in and, uh, here, fuck it, I'm playing it too. Finished grading the exams already. Good. Let me look them over. What for? I don't question your judgment, Suzanne. It's your integrity. What are you talking about? You'd better decide how serious your commitment to academics is. Perhaps you've allowed your emotions to induce you to give the football players grades they didn't earn. So I'm going to regrade the exams objectively, and when I'm finished, they're finished. Nice, pa? Fine, Philip. Take the exams. Good. And if you change even one of those grades, I'll call for an academic review, and you can explain your interference to them. Don't cross me, Suzanne. Up yours, Phil. Damn. Well, there you go. So she's starting to see through his shit um, a little bit. Now, you know, basically now the grades get posted. Jason Bateman does end up passing. I think he gets like a C minus or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, he passes and he can play. He's eligible to play. Um, and also in this scene, Paul Blake and the professor do make up and make out. So <laughs> we have a little bit of both. Um, but in the next scene here, we see the coach have what he thinks is a heart attack and they end up rushing him to the hospital. Um, now we know the game is coming up. Well, okay, hold on. I got to play one of the funniest scenes, though, because Wally ends up going to see Coach Gennaro at the hospital, and he's talking to him like he's dying right there in the room. <laughs> it is literally, it's probably the funniest scene in the movie, and I've got to play it. Here it goes. And it's me, Wally Rigendorf. <laughs> I know it's you. I'm not in a coma. <laughs> I brought these for you. Oh, thank you. They're, they're lovely. You brought uh, flowers. Here, you? <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't mind. I had to charge them to your room. A little short this week. Oh, I understand. Oh, yeah. would, would you sit down? Room. I want to talk to you. I'm here, Ed. I'm here. You don't have to talk like I'm dying. I mean, they're just running some tests. They haven't found anything yet. It's wonderful news. <laughs> I want you to have this, Wally. Your playbook. I don't know what to say. I'll treasure it. Always. <laughs> I'm not bequeathing it to you. I'm just loaning it to you. <laughs> You're coaching the team tonight. Me? No, come on. I'm just defense. No, you're ready, Wally. You've been ready for 20 years. I just haven't told you. To the kids, you're the team. I'm just a guy who hollers and kicks ass. They respect you, Wally. You can't bullshit kids. They see right through it. They know you're the real thing, and so do I. You can do it, Wally. Just be yourself. The big whistle. <laughs> what the hell's the time? I have no idea. Hey, Andre. So what's up, man? Man, I don't know, but something definitely ain't right when coaches don't show up for a game. Uh, wrong. <laughs> All right. So we go from that scene. 
I think that might be one of the best scenes in the movie right there. It was very uh, well played, man. Some <laughs> masterful yeah. comedy by Robert fucking Loja. <laughs> it was, yes. man. That was some good shit. And uh, obviously he goes in now and he tells him. Now, if you remember, basically, Gennaro said, you know, don't give him the whole I'm dying speech. Anyway, here we go. Let's hear what he, what uh, what old Wally has to say here when he walks in the... Uh, the locker room. Man, I've got some bad news for you. You better sit down. Down! Everybody, down. Coach Gennaro is not going to be with us tonight. He's had a slight heart attack. Is he all right? All I can tell you is that he's in the hospital. But don't worry. I'm head coach now. And I've got Gennaro's playbook. And I've got his whistle. Now, I know that we're playing the number one team in Texas. And I don't want to put any undue pressure on you guys. But Gennaro's last words were, win or I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) Win or I'll die. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking great, man. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah so from there obviously the game starts now uh throughout the first half they can't do jack shit right they are fucking up every little thing they do they're getting clobbered uh paul blake is getting hammered by flat top uh and i mean i'm not gonna go through the whole game basically they go to halftime and this halftime speech is one of the other greatest parts of the movie so, of course, it's got to be played. Here we go. Let's gather around, gather around. So, we're losing 21 nothing. Did you know something? I think we got a shot at beating this team. If, like Coach Gennaro said, we develop a cohesive offensive strategy. But, you may notice. What coverage were they in here? It's a, a double-double, coach. Double-double. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Mackenzie! Mackenzie. You're cutting off your outside route. You cut inside for the dump-off, right? And linemen! Linemen, come on now. You gotta give Blake at least four seconds to throw the goddamn football. Don't you? Now, let's analyze what's been working for us. Not a goddamn thing's been working for us. This goddamn suit doesn't work for me. And this stinking tie. And this goddamn shirt. It doesn't work for me. You know how to play winning hard those footballs. You play football like Engineer played football. A guy who gave his life for this football team. He was a 140-pound halfback. And he played like a goddamn wild man. No, like a goddamn rampaging beast. And that's the way you're gonna do it. You go out there, you tear your fucking heads off, and you shit down their necks. <laughs> Let us pray. You tear their fucking heads off, you shit down their necks. Let us pray. Oh, God, that's another fucking... He, he really did have... The fucking, the greatest scenes in this movie. 
Yeah, some hidden gems in this movie. He definitely hit some hardcore gems in this fucking movie, man. Um, <laughs> let us pray. <laughs> oh, man. For not being a comedy guy, man. He's he's killing it through this fucking movie. Well, man. most of the movies he's he's in are these are those sort of strange comedies. He's in those movies that that are like you know uh, like armed and dangerous. Like I said, he. Well, yeah, that is true. That is very yeah, true. He, see, in... I, I remember him most from Scarface, honestly. Well, I mean, obviously as Frank. Yeah. Which, yeah, he really wasn't a very funny guy in there. Well, funny guy, Frank. <laughs> very funny guy. Uh, yeah, this is also where we find out that uh, all really Coach Gennaro had was uh, indigestion, bad heartburn. So he ends up going back into the game. Uh, and, you know, I'll, by the way, the Dean ends up going down and trying to get all these guys kicked off like one more time with the test scores because he regraded the test scores. Um, basically, he ends up firing him at the end of the movie. Uh, we're pretty much at the end, and I'm like I said, I'm not going to go through the rest of the football game. Um, but yeah, they end up. He ends up getting fired. The dean does, and they do end up winning the game in the end. Of course, uh, happy movie, fun, fun, fun. But uh, I don't know, man. That was that's uh, that's pretty much the movie right there. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> Good enough, man. I don't know. Literally, yeah. the, the the whole end of it is a football game. There's a bunch of dancing at the end. I, I, yeah. I, nothing to play, really. It's yeah. literally the ending to most foot, most football movies. The yeah, joyous, they won the big game. Yeah, they the did. joyous yeah. ending. Yeah. Um, of, you never yeah, see the bowl game. A lot of celebrating, game. a lot of hugging. Yeah, yeah celebrating, hugging. Manu ends up uh, getting a kiss from Kathy Ireland, Lucy. So... Uh, not really much to get to for the end of the movie. I hate to tell you, the end of the movie is kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Some of the did you know the trivia for this movie real quick. Uh, the poster for this film was actually modeled after the Major League poster. Oh, wow. Yeah. If, if you look at it, too. yeah, if you look at it, it's got kind of the... Uh, cartoonish like football and it does sort of look like the major league baseball sort of thing uh it it is pretty pretty much almost exactly exactly like that um and i'll be honest there's not many more did you knows to this movie uh manu if you remember i did say his uh i'm not sure if i said it but actually anthony said it his name in Samoan means runt of the litter. Actually, depending on the on the spelling, it could also mean seawater or sandwich. Yes. <laughs> yes, or sandwich. Uh, so that's really the uh, did you knows for this movie. But um, I don't know. This is definitely one of the better football movies that are that are out there. Not. Probably not one of the most, one of the more famous football movies that are out there. I would say like 
any given Sunday, the program or more of what, what, what people would know. But this one here, um, is definitely one of the better football movies out there. I mean, it's, it's one of the older ones, but yeah, I, I, I like this one. Go ahead, Bobby. It was just a, it was just a fun one. It's a fun football movie, more lighthearted one, you know, uh, put together a ragtag team. It's like the, uh, it's like the police academy of football game, football movies. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely a good analogy. You know, it, it wasn't the, the story that, you know, the program told with all the, you know, the, the alcoholic, the drug, the, it, it didn't get into a lot of that. It got into the academics of it. Yeah. But it didn't get deep into the, you know, real heart of what's going on in college football. So, yeah. If anything, this is like wasn't your typical football movie because they actually pushed the idea of you get your education first, then you play football. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and that was sort of the premise of the program. But that movie also showed that there's a way to get through it if you're a football player. Yeah. So this movie was basically the complete opposite, you know, because they were trying to go with that, you know, straight edge, you know, straight arrow, Gennaro shit. So that's basically, you know, but I I've always liked this movie. Uh, this one and the uh, the Keanu Reeves one. What's that one? The uh, the replacements. Replacements is another kind of not very well known football movie that I like too. That's another great movie too that I like. We'll get into that one too. I'm sure eventually. Um, this movie didn't do horrible. I mean, it grossed twenty six point three million. Thank you, Weebs. So didn't do horrible. And I would say back in 1991, 26.3 million wasn't a bad fucking, uh, wasn't a bad outing. Yeah. Well, what was the budget on this? I don't know. I didn't get that far into it. <laughs> I mean, looking at the, uh, cast of here, like Sam, Sam, Sinbad was one of the biggest names. <laughs> he was at that I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like he was, if you look at the cast. <laughs> I mean, Kathy Ireland, but more, more uh, as a, uh, a model than an actress. Yeah. Yeah, I would say at the time, Sinbad was the biggest actor in the movie. Yeah. I mean, he, I, again, I don't really know what happened to his career. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't find him funny at all, which maybe that was, maybe that's what the problem with his career was. I think he had some tag. I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong on this. I think he had some tax problems. Did he? Not Wesley Snipe level text because he didn't go to jail, obviously. But I did think I did. I do think he ran into some problems with the uh, Internal Revenue Service. Ah, there you go. That could be it. That could be what it was. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know, man. He just. I feel like he. He just. He didn't really have a staying power. Um. He. He fit in, I guess, nicely in the time where he was in the you know early nineties, I guess. And uh, he, I guess he just didn't really didn't really have the staying power to move uh, any further than that, because, yeah, he was pretty hot and heavy for a while there. Yeah, he really was. I mean, there was a time where, I mean, you heard nothing but Sinbad. And I would say it was that 89, 90. Yeah. 
is where yeah. really, I mean, it was all about fucking Sinbad for a while yeah. there. Yeah. It's everywhere. He had stand-up specials, had mm-hmm. a variety show. He was he was on Hollywood Squares all the time. Yes. Yeah. That that's when you know your career is fucking dropping. Uh Luke Throat Hole Birch says the budget was about thirteen and a half million. So they almost doubled their uh they they almost doubled. Actually they, shout out to Luke, by the way. That's my boy. All right. There you definitely, man. Uh let's see if the let's see, what did I say? It made twenty six point three. So they damn near exactly yeah. doubled their 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 budget, which again in nineteen ninety one, that wasn't uh that wasn't horrible. Um, Weebs even says in 1991 they were going up against films like Terminator 2, Silence of the Lambs, mm. Delma and Louise, Beauty oh, and the shit. Beast, Point Break. Good Lord. Hook. <laughs> and Hook. Hook. Fuck. I fucking love Hook, dude. Come on. Yeah. All of those movies right there are powerhouses. Every oh. one of them. Yeah, so Everyone. they did very well. I mean, $26 million, Yeah, they they... They did pretty well for themselves. Not to be ashamed though. For that they year, the budget, man. That's that's you know. That's as long as, you, as, long as they didn't lose money, so oh, and we've exactly. just, oh shit, we've just throwing out boys in the hood, out for justice. Oh, JFK, holy oh, shit, what a movie! <laughs> yeah. Jesus, they were lucky to make any money on this any movie money. with that shit going on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, see, this is started. This is kind of depressing me because this is kind of like started like the down hood down. Hill spiral for uh, Steam Seagal. Because I want to say it was like around 93, 94, where it was just like <laughs> starting Dude, to lose it. You do realize he's still making movies, right? Yeah. Go I ain't saying that he's not good. Go on Netflix, dude. He has like, Steven Seagal has like 30 movies that no one's ever heard of that you can, that, that went straight to DVD. I don't know if you know that or not. And a lot of them are on Netflix right now. I'm trying to think, what's the last good Steam Seagal movie I saw? Exit, uh, exit wounds. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Because that's the last good one I saw. Was that the one with uh, DMX? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I thought so. That was a, I, I like that movie, man. Yeah, I've been bad. I wasn't even. I, I totally forgot about that one. I was thinking about uh, on Deadly Ground. Oh, Deadly on the Ground? Indian Reservation. That was a good one. I, I like that one. That was the one with the guy from uh, from Scrubs. The comedian, he was in that movie. Yeah, well, as obviously not as a comedian, but he was actually a a, a hitman in that in, in that movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on Deadly Ground was a good one. But yeah, I think the the last real good one I saw from him was Exit Wounds. Yeah, and then he do a he because we talked about it a few months ago. Didn't he have an album? Oh God, tell me. He things. has a he has a music career. Oh, yeah. Jesus, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Well, in that movie, he actually plays the banjo or the mm-hmm. guitar. I forget. I think it's the banjo he plays in that movie. Maybe. I, I know that he does play guitar um, in a blues band. So, what a, yeah, man. What is with these fucking freak actors? Yeah. John Goodman thought he was a fucking blues singer after the fucking Blues Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. It's just yeah, a mental sure. illness, people. Let's not fucking make it seem like it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get out of the character, people. Can you not see what's going on here? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, man, I like I said, I, I think this was definitely one of the uh, better football movies out there. 
Um, one of the less known football movies out there, but if you have not seen this movie, uh, from you know, necessary reference from 1991, I would say check it out. Definitely, it, definitely it's a, a fun good watch. One. It'll it'll give you a get, it'll give you a new respect for some of the uh, actors in the movie. I feel like anyway. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And again, if you haven't seen Quantum Leap, uh, go ahead and fucking jump on Hulu. Every episode is on there. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> there you go i think on that note we can uh we can go ahead and get on out of here uh bobby yes sir i noticed today that i got a brand new episode of the inhuman yes. experience sir why don't you go ahead and tell us about that yes sir um it was a long time coming um i think <laughs> Most people who are familiar with what I've been doing know that, you know, with, with all of the issues that I've had coming up, we haven't been able to release episodes regularly. But Bobby Blades and I finally uh, came together on an episode with a special guest who you all might be familiar with. Uh, Shaheen joined us on this one. Nice. Yeah, telling some, uh, telling some stories of some, um, paranormal experiences and it's it's just really really good stuff man it's it is definitely worth listening to a lot of times a lot of times when uh, Shaheen was telling some of the stories like the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up you know I'm turning all the lights on in my room because I'm getting all creeped out you know mm. so uh it's worth it's worth checking out you know you can um find the podcast anywhere it's pretty much we're pretty much everywhere podcast can be found um you can uh find all of our links and uh check us out follow us on twitter iexpe underscore podcast um yeah pretty much do that and you will find everything that we are about there you go and of course you'll be able to get me and anthony back here in uh two weeks we'll be uh doing something we'll figure it out Right here on Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. And, of course, don't forget to check out me and Shaheen Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. And uh, I think that's about it. Anthony, you got anything? Oh, two things real quick. First okay. off, don't forget the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patriot, Patreon.com forward slash THT Network. Up to eight shows or more a month for as little as five bucks. You there can't you beat go. that deal. All right. What else? And also, best news of my best, one of the best things I heard all day, all week. Tupac Shakur's estate gained access to under his unreleased music from uh, Entertainment One. They kind of got screwed on the money a little bit, but they'll make that tenfold. Yeah. All of the unreleased music they have access to. I mean, that was just, that's huge news. For nice. Tupac fan like myself, that's, that's a, that's a gold mine. And I'm just happy for the family. Man. And it's a beautiful thing for hip hop, I have to say. Yes, just you know, just because they they fought this for like five years. I, his mother, who obviously since passed away, had been fighting him for years. Started this case around 2012, 2013, but even after she passed, the case forged on, and all of, all of the hard work that she put in paid off, and she basically got ownership of her son's music back. Awesome, man. What did say did? Well, we'll have more coming out. I mean, even though the guy put out songs. 10, 15 years after he was dead. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. And uh, I that's it, y'all. We will see everybody in a couple weeks, and I'll talk to you guys Wednesday. All right? Peace. See ya. Peace. Later.